forgot what episode <laughs> Yep. All right. My name is Josh Alvarez. And I am Liam O'Donnell. And you're listening to episode 62 of Cinepunks. Cinepunks. Man, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. It has been a little bit. We, we uh, for those of you who pay attention regularly, we recorded most recently with Josh Goldblum, which was great. We love Josh. And since we recorded, he's announced the lineup for, or I guess he hasn't done the lineup yet, but he announced he's Austin announced Fest. He's announced Austin Fest and that it's the theme of resistance and yeah, all this stuff. I think the stuff. only thing that he's got out there, which is not part of Austin Fest, but he's promoting through Austin Fest, is you saw he booked... Corey, right? Corey Feldman. He booked Corey Feldman at Underground Arts. I I am uh, conflicted on that. I don't know if I'm going to go see it. It's going to be bad, but I kind of want to go. The I mean, I feel as though it's tickets to a, a bushfire. Yeah, that's fair, or a trash fire, something like that. One of these. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fire <laughs> to a, to some a, sort to a train wreck. Right, train wreck, train wreck. We can uh, agree on. Not the movie starring Amy Schumer. No, we are coming to you live and direct, and by from live I mean recorded PA. from Easton, PA, at uh, what, what do we call this? The Kitty Ranch Studios. I like to call it Casa de Liam, Casa de Liam Studios. We're recording at my house today, <laughs> which we don't normally do, and because, but we're going to do this more often. I'm going to make this trip more often. Hopefully, Josh. So just so you know, the sacrifice. It's a Tuesday. Josh got up at what six a.m. Six a.m. Rode my bike downtown. To the bus stop. To the bus station. Then got on a bus for two hours? Yes. Two hours to downtown Easton. Right. And then I picked him up. I've just been relaxing. No, I've been <laughs> I've been actually trying to get my baby together so I could get her to daycare. Uh, no, picked, it's cool, Picked though. him up and brought him up to the house. So this, I, I'm just saying it was a sacrifice on your part to get here. I want people to know what you're willing to do for them for this show. This is Here's the thing, Liam. I yeah. haven't seen you since we recorded with Goldblum, and that was like two months ago. Has that really been that long? Yeah, first dude. of all, it hasn't been two months, but it's been like three and a half years. It's been a little long. It's yes. been like three, and I have a beard now. I can't believe I haven't seen you. Couldn't grow a beard. <laughs> I know. You could rub <laughs> Rogaine on your face every day. I need to be uh, blessed by a gypsy or something. Like I need some, like you know, thinner. But instead of saying thinner, like the girl would be like hairy and or. Hair suit or something like this, and then next thing you know, hair suit. <laughs> Jesus, I know, I know. Oh um, man! So we're recording. I, I just want to note that we're recording at my house. The yep. weather is beautiful. The windows are oh, open. Yeah. We have all the windows open. So if at some point you hear random noise, anyone who's listened to the show enough knows, like when we recorded at your house and the people were drag racing in the alley. Yeah, why yeah, were boy. They fucking drag racing in it. Because alley? I live in Cash Money Kensington, and that's what you do there. But we're in the country today, so yeah. it should probably be pretty quiet. We should. This is definitely a far superior recording scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we start every episode, until I don't owe him any money, <laughs> uh, we want to start off by saying this episode is brought to you by Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. X-L-V-A-C-X. Literally the highest quality in local printing that you could ask for. Uh, our man, Chris Reject, uh, is the best. Yeah. Um, uh, on this show, we don't have to note that he is not straight edge. Uh, and it's worth saying that if you have bought, purchased, acquired either a Loudfest Philly or a Cinepunk shirt, then you are familiar with Chris's handiwork. Mm -hmm. Also, if you purchased uh, t-shirts from Gloss. Uh, Gloss. Uh, what other bands are on that roster? Slingshot, Slingshot Dakota. Dakota. Yeah, there's so many. Chris also runs... Uh, uh, something through LVAC called Merch Bin, where he does merch for some of those bands, Iron Sheik. Uh, yeah. In fact, if you haven't thought about 
buying an Iron Sheik or Sprainer shirt recently, you should just because Chris would appreciate it. And I, those bands are great and deserve your respect. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, they he, deserve your support. He also runs Square of Opposition Records. Um, and if you're in the Lehigh Valley, I think he has a show coming up, which I wish I had the information on, but I don't. Uh, but if you go <laughs> to any of the LVAC or Square of Op social media, I'm sure you will see all the information you need. Uh, but as far as LVAC, our official sponsors, they, they do great work there. And it's awesome because it's one of the few screen printing places I've seen that both covers our realm, this sort of punk or let's say punk adjacent. Punk adjacent. Things. Yeah. But also does normal stuff. Like when you go in, you could be a brewery, you could be a baseball team, you could be a church group. Uh, I don't know why if you were a church group, you'd have those heathens print for you. But whatever you want to do. <laughs> they, they do very will... professional work. No, they do. It looks really, really good. And uh, and I mean that too. Like, uh, you know. As... But we're not just saying that because they're paying us. Yeah. Um, but uh, as you all, I mean, besides the fact that we have all our stuff printed there but as you know um my wife is a pastor she keeps chris's cards in her office at the church because she interacts with nonprofits and churches and other people who want shirts and she will without hesitation recommend it not just because we love chris as a person but because he does great work and she we both wear his shirts that he prints for lvac I have that uh, creature from the black group, black lagoon. Yeah, one that and I that love. sweatshirt, the crew neck sweatshirt. Oh, I wear that crew neck sweatshirt too much. It's so <laughs> it's comfortable though. It's but so it, good. It's a good print. Although I will say the the logo for that looks like he ripped it off from Vampire Academy. I'm just putting that out a little there. bit, but it's okay, man. It's, it's homage. I like to call it homage. Anyways, we love LVAC. So xlvacx.com. Um, Check them out for all your screen printing needs. Yeah. Uh, and do I, they do design too or no? Yes, they do. I actually will hype that because uh friend of the podcast uh brad brad hogarth is that his last name hogarth i don't know but brad yeah you know who i'm talking about i think maybe yeah he does their he, he's one of the people who does their designs oh no shit yeah he works there yeah. oh okay well if, then I, if i'm thinking of the right person watch just like yeah watch that not be a person that we yo, know i don't think brad listens to this show so i think it's okay <laughs> it's all right it's justin all right. will tell me though because justin is like one of his best friends but whatever oh okay well point, there you go point being we love them so do that uh is there anyone else we need to thank oh you know what we haven't done for a while thank you to all of our patreon supporters and yeah. please consider going and supporting us on patreon you can do a one-time gift you could do a monthly john um we have really good um benefits for you if you are a patron uh some of those are going to go in the mail in the next couple weeks for people but i know for a fact like of the people who supported us very few have done it because they wanted those things they just did it because they wanted to be nice to us and don't worry they'll, awesome. they'll take a shirt they'll take whatever it is we're going to send yeah. them um they'll appreciate that we hype them up like that's all they're, they're not against it but uh-huh. um I, I really think if you're listening to this, why not? We'll do the PBS thing. Right. We're giving you something for free. It's always <laughs> going to be for free. But if you appreciate it and you want to support it, that'll help us. Because, for example, Josh taking the bus up here, or we've got new recording equipment. Yeah, we got or new gear. We have one, two, three, four new, new shows. shows that will be coming out. Yes. Uh, in fact, one of them I can hype, although uh, we actually have to speed up recording a little bit because i have to get it set up but uh uh there's one that's dropping soon right the uh today today yeah today Ooh. so uh, it, it's already dropped by the time you hear this episode. yes um but that's called um the movie one yeah what is that called uh got me a movie got me a movie 
Yeah. So, uh, friends of the show, um, Andrew Burgertron. <laughs> That's definitely not his last name, but I always. <laughs> so he said it as a joke, and now I I can't. I think it's Bargeron <laughs> is his actual last name, but this is he did this to himself because he keeps <laughs> making the joke. Uh, but yeah, it's called Got Me Movie. Also, his his wife LB is on the show, and you may know them from. They have another podcast called Vincent Price's Laugh. Yeah, and the thing about Vincent Price's Laugh is it's focused on horror, which is great. That's great that they have a horror show. But the reality is, like many people, they listen to other things besides horror. Watch other things besides horror. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. They watch other things besides yeah. horror. So they wanted to do a show where they covered other stuff. So Got Me Movie is a much more inclusive, varied. varied. Yeah. And they are just a fun, like, that's one of those shows that because of their chemistry and because they have fun yeah. discussing these films, you'll be hooked on it. Um, there's another one coming out, and I think I think we're at the point where I, we can talk about it because I think it will be within the next couple of weeks. Right. And I don't think it will hurt anything to talk about it. But... Um, there's another one coming out called Black uh, Black Sun Dispatches. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and that's going to be uh, our first re- uh, delving into fiction podcasting. It's going to be a short story podcast. Nice. Um, that's by uh, Brendan Foley, uh, who you may know from his awesome writing for Synapse. Uh, he's a great dude. Um, hopefully, I didn't. And that's an easy name to say, so I don't think I got yeah, it wrong. Yeah, I, I think you got that one. It's right. hard when you know people over the internet. So, <laughs> no, like Brendan, like he's great. But I've never actually met him. Right, right, right. But you feel like you know him. Yeah, like so. It's like there's some, and I know for him, it is one of his. I think because his name is Brendan, and a lot of people call him Brandon. Uh, and I think that drives him nuts. So yeah, no, I, I can see I think that being because he's complained about it. I got it right. But if he had never said, oh, "I hate it when people call me Brandon," I probably would call him Brandon because <laughs> that's a, just as popular a name yeah, as Brendan. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. I hear it's just general white guy name. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love. I just said Brendan has a general white general guy white guy name. You know, totally average. Brendan is great. Uh, he actually has been doing a series of of writing short stories on Medium that you may have checked out before. We've definitely tweeted some of his stuff out. So I think Blacks and Dispatches is is really interesting. They're creepy stories. Um, I think he does a good job telling the stories on the podcast. I think you're going to be into it. I mean, if you're someone who only likes to hear two assholes make <laughs> fart jokes, then it might not be for you. But I think I think those sorts of short story podcasts, things like Lure or, you know, some of the other ones. The Moth. I love The Moth. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, live yeah. and die by that show. I mean, I think this is a little more atmospheric. It's a little more just his story. You know, yeah. The Moth is more like, I went to town with my brother Tom, and this is what happened, and it changed my life. This is more like, uh, you know, narrating something like that you imagined. That's fun, right? Right. I mean, right. I say fun. It's supposed to be creepy. The first episode it was really it's creepy. Good. It's really good. Yeah, I thought it was really good. So hopefully you'll be into it, um, That's and you'll tell friends about it. Okay, let's let's move forward here. All right. Uh, oh, I also would like to give a shout out to. Oh, please uh, do. To uh, strive Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and my brother for oh. uh, supporting the Cinepunks. Uh, big ups to um, our man Rich and Brad, who uh, apparently talked to my brother about our show. And uh, support. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for, for listening. Literally, all you have to do for us to think that you're on our team is listen to the show. Like, yeah, that's the it, first it's, step. It's actually non committal, really. You just have yeah. to sit there. And then if you fucking tell people about the show, if you've ever posted <laughs> about this show, yeah. On social media, like so, Adam Cesar or uh, who are your boys from the uh, I like to movie movie. Oh, um, my man um, Dan Scully and yeah. Garrett. Yeah, yeah, Garrett Smith. Yeah, Garrett yeah, yeah, Smith. Yeah. You guys are awesome. We love you the guys. Best. We love you. Um, I'll be hanging out with them tonight at the Fast 
and Furious 8 uh, screener. So today's The fate episode, of the Furious. Today's episode is a retrospective of Fast and Furious movies, and we're going to get into it in a little <laughs> bit. But just as a preview, this is this comes out of the fact that uh, if you've listened to the show regularly, you know that Josh loves these films. I do. And I have done nothing but talk shit. <laughs> so, and so I'm not Liam, looking forward. The benevolent forward. soul that he is decided to take on the challenge of watching all seven Fast and the Furious movies. Before to, today. To be fair, I said that speculatively a while ago, and then Josh pulled it out of his ass, like, <laughs> oh, we should do the Fast and Furious thing. And I'm like, oh, I did say I would do that, didn't I? <laughs> so good. I feel nothing but regret about it. So that. good. It's so great. It's so great. But we will get to that. Yeah. First, it's our regular feature, loved by fans everywhere. Everywhere. World used, renowned. Used by our friend Matt McCracken in his classroom. We do love you, Matt. Our contributor and friend Matt McCracken in his classroom. Matt, who I consider my taste nemesis, because everything I love he hates, and everything he <laughs> loves I hate. It's not true. We actually, it's the fact that we agree on some things so much that when we don't agree, and we don't agree on certain things very much, yeah, it's like so weird. It's just jarring. I'm like, how do you feel that? He's like, I've written off all Marvel films, but ba- but Batman versus <laughs> Superman is a masterpiece. Uh, a fucking masterpiece is what he said. Baby Jesus, it's great. I love it. I love it. It's so good. So this is our feature called Whackin' on Track. Woo! Oh, man. So awesome. I think you were too loud into the microphone. I think never. I'm never, ever too loud into the microphone. Hey, so uh, Josh, what have you done lately that was either whack or on track? I have been burning the candle at both ends. I don't know, listeners, if you know, I am a very busy individual for no goddamn reason. Sure. I do a lot of shit that I I feel as though I I have um, a, a perpetual case of FOMO. And uh, I cannot not do stuff that I want to do. Well, to be clear, though, you say that FOMO, but it's not just uh, it's not just that you are afraid of going to thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm FOMO afraid. is usually for participants, but you also create. So uh, yeah, take your FOMO and then add it on your fear of not creating yes. a million different projects. Right. That is a thing. Um, the one thing that I'm really excited about right now is um, Solarize is in the middle of completing our second tape. It's going to be uh, five songs and a couple interludes. There's going to be spoken word poetry on there. There's a lot of stuff that uh, me and the Solar Guys have been working on that I'm really excited about. And um, we hopefully will have it finished by our show on April 29th, which is the Get Better Fest at the First Unitarian Church, where we'll be playing with uh, Hers and uh, Soul Glow, Pinkwash, and Open City, like a bunch of uh, Radiator Hospitals playing, like a bunch of awesome, awesome Philly bands and it's uh it's gonna be really good, but hopefully our 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 next release will be finished by then. So uh, this week on track, I finished tracking all of my bass tracks for that, and I think you will agree it's gonna be good and worth it. And even though I'm tired, I'm super excited for it. I'm not gonna lie. This past weekend, I also played the Electrofest at the Rotunda. How was that? Electrofest? Was an eclectic and electric mix of wonderful participants and people, and it was a uh, it's a it was a festival dedicated to it was curated by Alex who sings for solarized and it was a festival dedicated to um the navigation of healthcare systems for lgbt so it wasn't just a festival i mean there was educational things going oh, yeah, on no, presentations there was presentations there was like a bunch of seminars and stuff but then there was also like you know a bunch of bands and uh dude the bands were so great there was one band called yeah, the Swarm. there was a few bands that played that i had never heard of there was a lot that i'd never heard of prior to but um this band called The Swarm played, or Swarm Just, I think. I, I think don't it's know. just Swarm. Yeah, and they were amazing. They had two dancers. They played uh, these water, they, they, they blew into these um, 
bottles that had water in them at varying le- levels that made different tones and stuff. And then the drummer had this amazing voice, and it was just it was so uh, it was such an interesting and amazing uh, performance. So seeing that really blew me away this weekend. There's That's a bunch great. of other stuff. So, but yeah, that was that was pretty cool. The last time I was at the Rotunda was like. Man, I can't even like. I remember the last time I was there, I got punched in the face. It was like during American Nightmare, and I had to leave, and I thought I broke my nose. <laughs> it was like American Nightmare and Converge in there. I, so, I, 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 the last time I was there for a show was the Rocket from the Crypt one, where the dude uh, was jerking off. Oh, there's a there was a. Um, I shouldn't say dude. you saw Rocket from the Crypt at the Rotunda. I did. No shit. Because uh, and I only saw them because. Uh, a bunch of hardcore bands opened, huh. and I wasn't. I don't like Rocket from the Crypt. I know, but they know played the Rotunda, and I was there with Richie Roja. Yay! And we watched as the there's. I say, dude, maybe now that we are more Inclusive. advanced, he could. This individual could be someone who identifies as a woman, because they were in fact in a completely female identified outfit. But the reason no one was identifying this person as a woman, besides their prejudice, was that. This person was also jerking off right. through their miniskirt and rubbing their boner on people. So it's hard to think of them as a woman when they are using their penis <laughs> in such a offensive and aggressive way. But who am I to judge? Right. Uh, well, I can judge the rubbing the penis. As far as whether they're a woman or not, that's not for me to judge. Uh, regardless, it was inappropriate and they got asked to leave. But I remember watching it being like, what is going on? And I had to tell someone like, I, there was, I, I, you know, I've, I've never... I think other than the time someone pulled a knife at This Is Hardcore, I don't think I've ever <laughs> gone to security and been like, yo, get that fucker. Like, I've never, <laughs> ever done that shit. because that's just not who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I saw this dude, like, straight up just, like, enjoying his boner. And I was like, that's not appropriate. And I went up to one of the, I say security, just someone we knew from our five and was like, <laughs> hey, see that person? And they, like, <laughs> they gave me a judgmental look. Like, I can't believe you're pointing out this cross-dresser, like, like, you know, I mean, that's kind of an offensive turn now. This person who's in a dress, right? they thought I was pointing them out to be like, look at that dummy, they're in a dress. And I was like, no, 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 no. look at what they're doing. And they're, oh. <laughs> and then they looked at me and went, fuck. And they went downstairs. Because it's like, you know, how do you tell this? I mean, it turned out they were very willing to leave. It was not, it was not, it didn't turn into a scene. Right. It could have turned into a giant scene where it's like, am I going to have to enact something physical of this person to drag them out of here so they stop rubbing their boner on people. Right. It was gross. It was a wow. gross experience. So that was the last show I went to at the Rotunda. But <laughs> I've been to the Rotunda many times since there for film events. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. for, and I'm surprised you don't go to this, that, that hip-hop thing they do. What's that called? The Happening. The Happening. I, I've gone to The Happening, especially when I was hanging out more with Joe uh, Benzon, uh, to just go see people break dance. Just go oh. to the happening, go up in the balcony and watch people break dance. That's awesome. It's really cool. I mean, the other parts of the happening, like I don't think the DJs are always that great and some of the graph mm. is like kind of like, okay, cool, you learned how to write your name. But <laughs> the break dancing at the happening is so for those of you who don't know, for like 15, 20 years, there's been this thing at the rotunda called the happening. It's the last Thursday of the month. Uh. And it's just hip hop stuff. Starts at ten, wow. goes till three in the morning, and it's just uh, DJs, breakdancing, graffiti. It's like supposed to be all the elements. They occasionally have rappers. It's one of those things where, you know, 
the whole year, every happening will be nothing you care about hip hop wise. And then a random actually recorded MC will show up right. that you had no idea. So if you didn't happen to be there, they're never going to say like BT dubs, this famous person is showing yeah. up. It's just, it's been going on so long that chances are there's a number of people, especially when there were more people like, so like it, it wouldn't be as cool now. I mean, it would be cool to me if Tabu Kweli showed up. Right. But it was even cooler when he showed up like six years ago, or you know what I mean, like because that was when he was actually kind of like people yeah. cared a little bit more. It's I doubt you would go and like Chance the Rapper would show up, like that's not a thing. But but, um, but I know like other, especially Philly related MCs have shown up. Maybe they don't do a set, uh, but you might see people there. Yeah, but for me, cool. I've never seen anyone famous there, but I have seen some great break dancing there, and that's why I would go. And it's that's a awesome. funny thing on a Thursday night because I would be if I was ever at a show that Joe Benzon was at on a Thursday night, no matter what time the show ended, Joe would look at me and go, "You want to go to the happening?" <laughs> so I might go only for like an hour and watch people break dance and leave or whatever. But that's it's cool though, yeah. And it's like it, it costs money; it's like five bucks or something. But it's something I am okay giving money to because it's a cool, it's a good event. It's something keeping alive that culture that I care about. You know? Yeah, that's cool. That's good. So other on track stuff that I've done. I saw The Void last week. Have you seen it yet? How was The Void? I have not watched it yet. I enjoyed it immensely. I didn't realize it was coming out of VOD like immediately. So yeah. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah. reason I know that is all these people were posting over the weekend like, watch The Void, so cool. Yeah. And I was busy all weekend watching Fast and Furious movies. Right. Doing your due diligence. But um, no, The Void was a good time. Saw it at the Philomoca. And um, lots of uh, oh, Cinepunk affiliated uh, friends were there. Like Justin Lohr was there. John Wren was there. I know, I know, dude. There's all these wires everywhere. So, um, so that was really fun. Uh, the movie itself is um, very. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that comes from other movies in it for sure. Sure, it's, it's a very homage. I've heard it's very, um, very liberal with its borrowing hand. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there are things in there that are fucking terrifying. That when they happen, you're like holy shit that's never happened before and i don't really know if i'm comfortable with that happening right now okay so um that being said it was a fun movie um it looks it's a lot of practical effects it's a horror movie in the vein of the horror movies that we like so it's very you know lucio fulci it's very john carpenter it's like that kind of film um i really enjoyed it i thought that it was a really fun time i um oh yeah we so we get there and some dude is sitting in the front row next to two open seats me and milani walk in sure place is packed sold out screening yeah dude sitting there next to two open seats wearing a cinepunk shirt that i don't know him oh did you say hi i did say hi and i was like good shirt man and i shook his hand and and milani's like how come you didn't tell him that you were josh from cinepunks and I was like, because if you follow Cinepunks, you probably see my face, right? You, you are, and I am a you pretty recognizable, easily recognizable yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. I think we can both agree. Like, you know, not I, too many. I just look like any fuzzy Mexican. You look like a fuzzy Mexican. I am an imposing, bald, tattooed Asian man. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not too there's many a, of me probably walking only around. Like two of you in the world. Yeah, you know, and I'm well, maybe not two. Bolo Young. But um, yeah, it, it was just weird. I saw him. And I shook his hand, and then like while we were watching the movie, Mayline is like, "How come you didn't tell him?" Or like before the movie started, and I was I, I thought like that was a weird question because I'm like everybody knows, but then I'm like nobody knows because I always get I don't know if this happens to you. I talk about all of my projects, and then I see people in like in person. Yeah, I'm like oh yeah, I'm doing this thing, and like oh I didn't know you did a podcast. You're like oh that's true. Oh really? You didn't know? Am yeah, I but that's your friends. That's because your friends don't actually like you. Yeah, no, that is true. That's what that's I fair. assume. If you listen like to- and tolerate are two different words, turns out. But you know, <laughs> what do I know? I do assume that friends. I mean, and they won't know this because they don't listen to the podcast. But I do assume that friends who don't listen to the podcast either just don't like podcasts in general, 
or, or they don't actually like me <laughs> and they're just <laughs> pretending because they're like Liam's a popular guy I guess I'll be nice to him <laughs> I guess I'll be nice to him but uh yeah so the void was dope I saw um the boss baby the Alec Baldwin animated feature from DreamWorks Gross. Gross. Wait, um, let's go back. So you never got this dude's name who was in a Cinepunk shirt. He told me, but uh, I was I was really busy. So he's probably listening right now, and he's like, you don't even remember my name? Yeah, he's like, yo, I'm fuck that Josh, this. and I know who he is. I know Josh, and fuck him. <laughs> That's probably what he's thinking right Please now. Please tweet at us if you are this person, because <laughs> I want to know who you are. He was very nice. I, I, You know, Justin came in, Laura came in, and I was like, Justin, check out this guy in the t-shirt here, and figuring probably Justin knew him, and Justin didn't know him either. So, you know, it was pretty weird. It's like in the wild featuring. That's what it felt like. So, yes. And then I saw The Boss Baby. Good times. Yeah, yeah. Not a bad movie. If you liked um, the movie Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, starring uh, Jack Lemmon. And, uh, I just realized you just endorsed Boss Baby on our fucking podcast. I fucking did because it's a fucking good movie. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. Maybe you should, you should know. In 1999, I've done away with guilty pleasure. Well, I now just like what I like. No, I support. I support with no I, shame. I support that. I just wish you didn't like this. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said about the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh Jesus! But yes, it was not bad. There's a lot of like funny nods to to Glengarry Glenn Ross. Like that shit is hilarious to me. You know what I mean? As well as like other like Jodorowsky style movies, like of like weird surrealism. And it's a boss baby movie. It's a movie about a baby. It's great. I'm not gonna see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't like awesome things um <laughs> i also saw did we talk about raw we have not and i haven't gotten to see it yet but, oh but man i so i should have made an effort to see it while i was in philly because i was in philly briefly right but i decided to see uh i'm not your negro which i will talk about right um, but, you're whack on the track uh but um i got a message from a friend uh uh adriana who now writes for yeah she came out she, to see solarized at um everybody hits yeah i met her and her boyfriend and oh, they're awesome who is her boyfriend oh uh, shit i forget his name but i only remember adriana because well not only but i remember adriana because i've talked to her a lot now via like twitter and stuff yeah and so she hit us she hit me and justin up and i don't think she hit you up because it, it was about up here but she's she so i think she lives up here she's from yeah up here. she lives in allentown i think okay but well, we she, share she, like a huge love for morrissey did you know that oh, like she's a that. huge morrissey fan well i was gonna say is she hit us up to let us know that raw is coming to the frank banco oh. theater so if you're in the valley and you're listening to this raw is coming i think the 24th first 20 seconds something like that it's only a couple nights screening but knowing that it was coming up here and and i think when there is a short screening like that of something up here i need to go just to like send the message of like Yo, book more of this here shit. yeah please book more things <laughs> that are actually good because a lot of theaters around here they don't take a chance on shit they just show the same fucking <sighs> like how are you gonna have an indie theater and show goddamn beauty and the beast get that shit out of there <laughs> It's playing everywhere. You don't need it in the little theater. Like, what the fuck is your problem? So, so Raw. Raw is a brutal movie. I really want to see it. I'm sure everyone who has spoken to you about it has told you how brutal it is. That's what I've heard. There's a scene in there where I was like, yo, me and Melani were both like, there's no way we're going to be able to eat chicken wings after this. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. That's what I've heard. I haven't, no one described to me in detail, but that's what I've heard is that there's a fucked up chicken thing. And then directly after watching the movie, we went and ate chicken wings because we yeah. are not quitters. No, you're not. We persevere in the face of adversity. <laughs> so we ate chicken wings right after declaring never to eat chicken wings again because of this movie. So, uh, But this movie is brutal. It's like such a weird flick. Like, 
it's one of those movies where there's there is a deeper meaning for sure to it. There's like a definite subtext and definite consciousness that goes like that that is nascent throughout sure, every sure. scene. That said, I can't figure it out. <laughs> either yeah. either I'm not that smart, which is definitely a possibility, or it's 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 so deeply embedded in the visual vocabulary and the storytelling of the movie that I just I can't find it. It's really weird. It's a really uncomfortable movie. That's for sure. I'm excited to see it. We'll talk about it when I finally get a chance to see it. Right, right, right. I really want to see it. So I hear good things. That that movie was pretty great. Okay, whack. I saw from a house on Willow Street. What is that? I don't even. It know is, that is. Uh, starring the young lady from Step Up 3D, who then was in um, Your Next, and um, oh, she was in another movie. Oh, okay, yes, I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. she was in Your Next, and then she was in another. What was the other movie that she was in? Like another horror e movie. I don't know. Well, anyway, this movie was a piece of turd. I was not stoked on it at all. Where did and, you see this? Um, I, where did we see it? We streamed it from somewhere. I'm not sure where. Okay. But it was one of those things where, like, you know, got the email and I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. Watched it. And uh, I was, I heard a lot of good things about it. Like, it's right. supposed to be like right. this interesting, like, you know, take on, uh, like, there's a young lady who they, they kidnap because they think that they'll be able to get money offering her up for ransom and all that. But then stuff happens and it, it doesn't work out the way that they expect it to. Sure. Man, that movie sucked. Man, that movie sucked. It was so bad. There were so many chances for it to be good. And it was not good. Like, there's a lot of heavy CG in there, which, of course, okay, you, there's a lot of shit that in these horror movies specifically that you're not going to be able to do physically. Yeah. That said, we it's 2017, goddamn. You should be able to fix it, fix it so it doesn't look like stupid. You know what I mean? Like, bad. I, I, I mean, I get it. Like, uh, CG is just an easier, cheaper option for people, and so they resort to it a lot. But you have to know that if you do it poorly, it's everyone not going to be cool. Yeah. Speaking of poor CG, I also saw Life, the new movie with Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Now, this will be interesting because I don't think you like this movie, and Justin on Horror Business was saying he liked it. So what, what was your feeling about it? I, I really enjoyed it. The first, the setup, Act 1, I thought was great. Act 2, we go into some weird territories, and then Act 3 I, it just turns into a bad Twilight Zone episode for me. So okay. overall, of the three, the first act was palatable, and then the rest of it, to me, it just devolved into a thing that I wasn't into. Um, the problem, again, is the heavy CG. I thought that that was really poorly done. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it, and I think he's pretty cool in it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Imagine being trapped in a spaceship with Van Wilder. It doesn't seem fun. You know, I'm I, I I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. I do like Ryan Reynolds, but also if I was on a spaceship, I don't think I want to be with no goddamn. No, that's fair. But that said, the first act is very. I mean, they did one exposition maneuver that I thought was really interesting, wherein they broadcast to children's show like what they're doing. Like so, it's like a kid's like, oh, oh here sure, we sure, are sure, in space, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they do an excellent, excellent exposition that way. You know what I mean? Which is like, oh, it's kind of brilliant. You're explaining it to children. It's a way to do the info dump that like yeah, doesn't without, feel awkward. Without weird. feeling yeah, weird yeah, yeah, about yeah. it, without feeling like, oh, why is he like saying all these weird things? Like, no, they're explaining it to children. Has a multiracial cast, you know, like it's it's pretty interesting movie. Like the science of it yeah. going in yeah. is totally palatable. Sure. But then when it goes into the territory of monster movie. You're just like, this is some, we've lost a little elements of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And eh, 
that was it was i mean you know it wasn't the worst movie it wasn't the best movie for sure i also saw the devil's candy have you seen this movie no that stars ethan embry as i this... hear really good things and i know you didn't like it yeah no i really disliked it huh it's now uh, i want to see it just to see if i agree with you or not yeah i want you to see it so you can agree with me because i'm <laughs> right but uh again the one thing that really made me happy about that movie is that ethan embry is wearing a sun t-shirt otherwise i'm not really so much into it it wasn't it was like a heavy huh. metal he's like a painter yeah yeah i'll check it out it's fine i have a bunch of movies i need to check out so oh. are you done yet uh trying to think Let this me... is like the longest way i know because i ever. dude it's been three years since we've talked yeah that's right so we don't need know. to cover everything though yeah but you want whack and on track right it's not only you've things that like, are kind of whack you've and done things two, that are kind you've of on done track. two whack things and that is it usually you don't do any whack things so i know usually my life to... is way stoked but I, i'm doing so much stuff that yeah. i'm just like you know, there's some things that are going to fall in that whack category, despite my best efforts not to do whack shit. Well, my section will go quick because um, <laughs> uh, the 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 primary on track thing is that I'm a dad, which is fucking weird. I is am this our first guys. show since you've had Maeve? Uh, no, I don't know. No, we no. recorded with Josh. Yeah, you I was would, a dad, yeah. but it's like more real. Yeah, she's going to. I mean, we got to get stuff together to bring her to daycare, and I, I guess you suddenly. I, I guess shorter. this is. I guess this is the reality: is that the longer you are a parent, the more real it becomes. Right. You know. So I just I'm more in that reality, and I think more coming to terms with how little I can do because of that. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I'm I'm not like checking out of everything, but like you know, there's been a number of shows I wish I could go to that I, I had completely planned on going to and then it actually comes up and you're like fuck i can't do that yeah like, like damage city this past weekend oh my god i wanted to go to damage city so bad i mean dude i wanted to see the mark men and battery so bad i've wanted to go to damage city since fucking um 86 mentality played Ugh. three years ago so i you know damage city is a great for those of you who don't know check out damage city fest uh it's in dc um i'm sure they'll do it again next year but also just check it out if you're one of those people who's like i don't know i don't feel like there's any good new punk bands or good new hard bands like yeah damage city to me has usually the best lineup i think last year but again battery played this year not a new band no that's but, true but i mean that 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 they book a lot of uh, earlier in the day there's a lot of newer bands that i think yeah. are really interesting um i like that style maybe some people are sick of that style they you know it's kind of like a raw punk thing in some ways yeah um but <clears throat> I get that there's a lot of pushback against some of those bands in some ways. And I will say that the lineup last year wasn't, even though there were a lot of interesting bands, it wasn't as much up my alley as it was the year before. Right. Two years ago was like, I really wish I had gone, but something came up and I couldn't. That was the 86 Mentality year? No, I think 86 Mentality was the year before that. Oh. This was the Pure Disgust and all that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, The year Infest. Did... Oh, Infest. I think Infest yeah, played yeah, two yeah, years yeah. ago or three years ago. Fuck. Anyways, check out Damage City Fest. Their, their lineup is, is at least interesting, even the years where I'm not sure if I would go. But this year, I really wanted to go. And, you know, just talking to Suze about it, and we're talking through what it would be like for me to be gone. Like, I'd have to leave work early on Friday, get down there for Friday show, then what, stay through for Saturday so I wouldn't get home till probably late Sunday? Yeah. There's just a lot to put on Susan with yeah. a baby, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's something like that. Will, and you want to be with your your child. Yeah. and uh, it, I am definitely, I think for Suze is a lot more in the, um, we need to maximize all of our time, you know? <laughs> and I'm more in the, like, you know, we are in charge of this child for the next 18 years at minimum (laughs) so like if having some time away makes sense but like 
the damaged city idea was more of an idea before I had Maeve. And so I didn't realize what that would look like. So as it was coming up, it was like, yo, I can't possibly be. Yeah, this you know, is going to work. Yeah. I mean, right now it's hard for me to imagine going to a movie or like if we were record when we talked about recording and I'm like, oh, I'll drive down to Philly. So, you know, it depends on the night. And if I've yeah. been out other nights that week and then I'm going to go down to Philly to record, it's that's a lot. just a lot, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, recently me and Suze did like a date night in Philly. And the only reason that it was actually not just a night, it was like a day in Philly. The only reason that even worked is because we brought Maeve with for part of it. Yeah. And even then when we left Maeve with our parents, with my parents specifically, um, at the end of the night, we could have gone out for ice cream or we could have, and we were more like, yo, we should go get Maeve. You know? <laughs> and she was fine. She didn't, it's not because she needed us. It was like, you can only be away, at least at this stage, and maybe it'll change later, but right now, you can only be away so long. So like, yes, do I think we need sometimes away from the baby? Like, totally. And I think, compared to me and Suze, I'm definitely the one to like push that because I want to make sure that we're doing self-care, which is hard. As yeah, no, parent. that's very important, though. But, you got to do that. But even then, I can only handle like two to three hour chunks. And then I'm like, <laughs> yo, we should go back to the day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and I think of myself as like the cold, analytical, logical one. I'm like, we need time away from the child. We'll go to like a movie. And then I'm like, let's rush home. I got to hold baby. I got to give her kisses. So, you know, I'm trying to play up that I'm some sort of detective attached vulcan and yeah lo and behold yeah yeah even as it is like she'll be at daycare while we're at work and if i wasn't so busy with work right now i'd probably go to the daycare just to say hi every once in a while suze will still do that to like feed or whatever anyways so all that to say the majority of my life is about baby right now but uh i have gotten to do one or two things and one of the things i wanted to talk about was i finally got to see i'm not your negro right i Uh, haven't seen it yet for those of you who don't know it is a uh, documentary that takes um, some notes and some unfinished material that James Baldwin had. He, before he died, was working on this book that was about uh, uh, Megar Evers, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and sort of talking about their lives and their deaths and uh, sort of how they represented different stages and different ideas within the movement for black lives and whatever. whatever. And he never finished the book, uh, but he had some interesting letters and notes about it so this movie takes that stuff it takes some other important writings by james baldwin and it there's archival footage in there too well that's what i'm saying and then it connects it with uh footage of him footage of that time and then also connects it with footage of uh current life especially when what he's talking about is as relevant today as it was when he wrote it and i think that what's interesting about that is in that way, even though it is a documentary, it's also sort of like a lyrical, poetic thing. And I don't mean by poetic, it doesn't have a point, but I think um, something can be sort of poetic and interpretive, but have a very sort of politicized social point. And that's what yeah. the movie really a is. A lot of the good art is, man. Yeah, so I think that um, it is 100% worth seeing. I thought it was very well done. I felt like it was very clear about its what it was about when it could have been abstract it could have been like detached or abstract or whatever yeah it really like made a strong point using the work of james baldwin and i love james baldwin so i got a little emotional during it um i there there's some critiques people have had i think one of the criticisms is that there's not as much lgbtq stuff which Uh a large part of james baldwin's life was you know as a uh, gay man being gay and 
coming out and how he sort of presented that. Sometimes he didn't present that to the world. Sometimes he did. Mm-hmm. And in that way, he's kind of a complicated figure. But uh, in a lot of ways, it really became, a, it was certainly a strong part of his writing. And that's not as present in the film. But I think that's because the film is focused on his commentary on civil rights. Right. And he's more focused on the black experience than he is on LGBTQ stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I think what's what's interesting about him is that we might have gotten some of that stuff if the movie had been more focused on his writing about religion. I feel like his views on sexuality were less tied to civil rights, though he did talk about that, mm-hmm. more tied to religion. Because I think yeah. he more he grew saw, up in church and all this other stuff. So Yeah, he and he wrote a lot about religion in positive and negative ways. But I think for him at least in what I've read, he thought of the issue around sexuality to be less of a political issue, though it was a political issue, yeah, and more an issue of values, which he tied to Christianity, especially at the time, the country was much more obsessed with being a quote-unquote Christian nation, yeah. which he also wrote about in relationship to race, so that was present in the film, right? because he's like, you say this and this and this, but you know, you certainly don't treat us like we're human, let alone, you know, Christian, whatever, whatever. Anyways, it's a great movie. I would highly recommend it. And it was hard for us. You know, we were in Philly. We're going to see one movie. What are we going to see? Yeah. <laughs> there were so many options. But I think that was the right choice. So if you right. get an opportunity to see it, it's very powerful. And I think, you know, it would make an interesting double feature with Get Out, I think, if you are looking to revisit that movie as well. Which I definitely have to see a second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I've sure, only for seen sure. it the first time. Um, and then, um, what did else? There was something else I just recently saw that I want to talk about on the show. Fuck, it's gone. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I mean, it's it wasn't in theaters. It was something VOD. I haven't gotten, you know, I Is saw it. Is it in your letterboxed? I don't know. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. The, as far as whack, um, I, much like uh, Josh usually, don't have anything whack. That's awesome. Um, except for some of the movies we're about to discuss for the Fast and Furious series. Ah, yes. Uh, if anything, if you if if you do follow me on Letterboxd, you do know occasionally I give things bad reviews. Almost always those are for our my other podcast, which I will plug right now, is Eric Roberts is the fucking man. <laughs> Uh, not I don't I I tend to avoid bad movies because I have to watch bad movies for that podcast. Oh, so man. that's like my my dose of bad is right. when I watch you know Eric Roberts movies. They're rough though. They're rough. They're so hard. I mean, yeah. he's done good movies too, but we're we're definitely in the thicket of his worst movies. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but check out that podcast. It's a fun podcast, even if the movies are bad. All right. right. Well, I guess we'll take a break, and then when we come back, we will discuss my love and now Liam's love. <laughs> Of the Fast and the Furious Fast franchise. Fast and Furious. Ah, oh, so good. So, so good. Right. So we'll see you after the break. Thanks. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again Damn, who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through Then I'll be standing right here talking to you about another path I know we love to hit the road and laugh But something told me that it wouldn't last Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture Those were the days, hard work forever pays Now I see you in a better place See you in a better place, uh 
can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. I see you again. We've come a long way, yeah, a long way. from where we began. You know we started. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. I'll tell you when I see you again. And we're back. So, uh, on this episode of Cinepunks, Liam was kind enough. To indulge one of my big favorite movie <laughs> franchises that he dislikes, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Listeners, I've been drinking Monster Energy drinks and doing push-ups all week preparing for this episode. <laughs> and let me tell you, it is awesome. You love these. Talk about, so let, give us a little bit of a history, not too long, of, a, of you in these <laughs> movies. Uh, so, Liam, it started in uh, 1977 when, uh, you know, a child was born onto this earth. Don't, don't God <laughs> damn it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, uh, Fast and Furious flicks. I was not into them. Much like you, I was like, yo, I don't give one good goddamn about models driving cars. I don't care. Really doesn't matter. But Melani loved them. And uh, when we started dating, she was like, yo, I love these Fast and Furious movies. And I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not a goon. My knuckles don't drag on the floor when I walk. I'm not watching your Fast or your Furious. Sure. I not appreciate into that. Yeah. And then I watched Fast and the Furious because we've been together now for 10 years or whatever. And, you know, what am I going to do? Not watch her favorite movies? Like, yeah. I mean, you, you, you kind of have to. Yeah. So we start with number one. No, actually, no. I think I started with number four. And I was like, That's amazing wait a minute. What's happening here? And Melania's like, yeah, these movies are great. And then so that's when I was like, yo, let's let's do this. If we're gonna if we're gonna do this, let's do this. So um went back, watched all of them in order. Okay. And man, oh man, I have arrived at true fandom now. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So, so you saw did you see five in the theater? Yeah. And I And you was, were already into it by the time five came out. No. I did. Okay. I think five, four or five was the first one. the The one with the runway, <laughs> like the world's longest airstrip runway. Oh. Was that number five, or was that six? I don't even fucking know, man. Let's be honest with each other. It's not like I'm paying attention to these movies. And you didn't, for, and you didn't rewatch them for this. No, I just saw them because awesome. I know them now. You know what I mean? Sure, but it was sure, like sure. one of those things. Like I saw one of the later well, ones so in the four, theater. Four is the one with the Mexican drug dealers. Uh, where they're doing the tunnel. The tunnel? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I, with the, This with episode the, is going to be terrible because you don't remember anything about these They movies. all seem like one movie to me. Michelle Rodriguez, is, it, her character is supposed to have died. Oh, yes. Four. Yeah. And then like she joins. <laughs> so good. Dude, how do you not love these movies? Dude. These movies are fucking amazing. Dude, just, just, just. just There's amnesia. Just finish talking There's about your relationship. International spies. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. All right, shut the fuck up. Dude, these movies are so great. So here's the thing with me. Anyone who follows me on social media or even has listened to this knows that I don't care about these movies. And I've <laughs> talked a lot of shit. And that comes from, I saw 
the first Fast and Furious movie in theaters when it came out. I don't know if I saw it. You in know theaters. what? This is like this is like my Harry Potter thing. I saw the first Harry Potter movie and then I saw part two of the last one, and I have no idea about any of the ones in between. That's how it was with Fast and the Furious. I was like, well, I've seen four, and that was pretty okay, and then didn't know anything, and then just went in full bore. So I think my next binge movie watching business is going to be the Harry Potter movies. We won't get into that right now. Because I've not seen any of them, let's except just, for the first Let's one. just focus on this episode. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I have a lot to say about what you just said, but I want, right. I want to let it go. Let's, let's let it focus go. on this. Let's, let's get into this. So... Uh, so my your history, ire, your ire. My hist- it starts with the first movie, and I okay. didn't like the first movie. And then you saw it in the theaters. No, I just oh. said that. Uh, see, I wasn't listening to you because you're not about listening. Harry yeah. Stop talking about Harry Potter. It's not the Harry Potter episode. <laughs> it will be. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> there are eight of those. The okay. fa- so the <laughs> the fast Fantastic Fest. That's what I keep saying when I see FF. Well, you should because it's Fantastic Furious. No, 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 Fast movies. So the Fast Furious movie. I saw it on um, home video when it first came out, and I thought right. this is trash and there's a lot of reasons i thought it was trash which we can get into when we discuss the movie but i didn't like it and then uh, most people i know didn't like it until the third one came out which is funny and we can discuss this i think a lot of the latest crop of fast and furious fans are of the same sort of universal opinion yeah. that the third one is bad because it doesn't have paul walker but i will tell you as someone who actually lived through that time <laughs> that the third one was the first movie to get the re-evaluation. That, right. that, people, that was the first one that you were like, wait a minute, was it really so bad? People who were against these movies saw, for some reason saw or were convinced to see the third one were like, guys, 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 <laughs> they fixed it. And now it's good. And at the time I thought, yo, I like Tokyo. And I like Japanese things. And drifting. But, but I'm not going to see Tokyo Drift. And I even had friends who were like really good friends. We watched movies a lot. They they ended up seeing Tokyo Drift before it left theaters. They went to like right. a cheaper theater and saw it. And they were like, At dude, the mall. you got it. I don't, I don't think that one was still open, but a oh. theater like that. Right. They're like, dude, you've got to see Tokyo Drift. It's so good. <laughs> and I was like, no, fuck you. Like, because I had such a bad relationship with that first one yeah. that I thought, I can't get into this third. And But in my mind, I always thought people say, the third one's good right then fourth one came out didn't hear too much when the fifth one came out was about the time because you know there's a pretty big gap time wise between these movies yeah when the fifth one came out was when i was just starting to dip my toe into film twitter and just starting to pay attention to critics and stuff and everyone was like fast and furious five is so fucking good (laughs) and i was like what are you even talking it it didn't even connect with me and i thought Uh. these must be people who are nostalgic for the old movies, which is dumb. Right. And so they kept telling me to see five, then tell me to see six, and then tell me to see seven. And I'm like, you're insane. I'm not going to see these movies. They're actually bullshit. And it was the passion with which people were endorsing them that made me so mad. Right. I just kept getting angry because people like <laughs> we're loving this thing that people you're like, Fuck were this movie. Well, not just that, but people were getting mad at me. Like I would, it's it's kind of like Kanye thing. I don't even say Kanye is bullshit on Twitter. All I say is, hey guys, don't we think <laughs> Kanye is not a great MC? But if anything, he's a better producer. And people act like I literally just peed on him in real life. <laughs> and they get on Twitter and they go, "Fuck you! I hope you die!" Or like, or like, you know, friends of ours. Like, like we'll get that way. So, for example you know go on social media and talk shit on taylor swift and just right. wait for mikey smack to like come just at say, you yeah. guns blazing ready right, to right, murder right. you you know like <laughs> that will happen so everyone has their thing that they're defensive about and i'm sure there's things i'm defensive about so i'm not i'm not just whatever i just didn't understand it with the fast and furious movies right so 
I have to start before we get into the weeds with these movies. I have right. to start and say because I've said this is my history, and I have talked mountains of shit like like huge piles of shit yeah and i freely admit that that was inspired by other people's Love. passion yeah. for these movies so it's kind of your fault right but that being said i was wrong some of these movies hold on I, my headphones just went out for a minute did you say something just now i this is was, so weird there was a weird thing that happened i was wrong oh man but what is great about this is now that I am also a fan, I can get into the weeds. And what I've learned, even on Twitter, as I was admitting that I was wrong about some of these movies, because I wasn't admitting I was wrong about all these movies, and because I wasn't then getting on board with the love, people were still mad at me. <laughs> they were still mad at me. I was like, hey, you guys are right. These movies aren't, aren't as bad as I thought they were. But, and this is something we'll discuss, Paul Walker's a bad actor. Yeah. And someone was like... The you fact that you're that the fact back. that you're evaluating his acting shows that you're evaluating the wrong things. <laughs> so the problem lies with you because you are expecting something that is unrealistic. Oh, man. That was friend of the show, Stephen Welch. And <laughs> I read that and went, What the fuck are you even talking about? Like literally he couldn't have said anything more nonsensical to me. It's like <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like you eat a sandwich, you're like, This sandwich tastes like actual human feces and they're like, You're evaluating the sandwich for the wrong reasons. <laughs> That's how it felt to me. Anyways, all this to say, Stephen Welch, I got your back. Though. I'm into getting into the weeds on these movies because I want to delineate whatever. But I will say, right. at minimum, five and six are great. I think three is actually pretty good, which apparently is going against the current wisdom, which right. is that three is the one. Someone weird actually one. said to me, three is the worst one, and I'm like, you need to rewatch the first movie because that's. I think insane. three is like the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. It's like the one that everybody's allowed to hate, but secretly you watch it again, and you're like. You know what though? Was it really so bad? What you just said isn't nonsensical because that's maybe his best movie. That's what I'm saying though. But everybody who saw the mm. ev the first round of people who saw the Life Aquatic were like, I don't know, I'm not so. Oh, much I into loved it. it since the theater. Yeah, you and me both. But a lot of people were like, uh, those people know? are stupid. Hey, if you're listening to this and you don't like the Life Aquatic, <laughs> get fucked. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's get back to these movies. I, I do think they're better than I thought they were. Okay. I get why people were like, just let go and watch them and you'll have fun. Because here's the thing. So I make it sound like I didn't watch any of these. I've actually put these movies on. Yeah. But because I went into them ready to hate them and not really wanting to enjoy them, I kind of just didn't pay enough attention to care. And I just saw these like fucking dick out action things. <laughs> and we're like, these are dumb. Especially because a couple times I've put on part four. Yeah. And I will say... If it wasn't for the first one, part four is the worst one. Right. I actually really think that. I think part, part four, four is a rough one. The, what's his name? Dies and, and stupid yeah. and whatever. But that being said, um, uh, I still think the first one's the worst one. But right. okay, so we'll get, I into, think we'll get into the weeds. The way we should do it is we should do it point by point. We should do we should go movie by movie. Yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. But I just wanted to make sure the intro was y'all were right. I should have given these movies more of a chance. Okay. And now that I've watched all of them, I can see why people love them, even if I don't love them as much. I do think the people who are like ride or die for life, fuck anyone who disagrees. <laughs> that's just you being a goofball, <laughs> and I get that, and that's funny for you. But now that I've seen them, some of y'all came at me so hard when I said I wasn't into them <laughs> that you're actually an asshole, and I don't know if I want to be your friend anymore. <laughs> Even though I can admit I was wrong, I was wrong. You're still an asshole. Wow, look at that. Just look saying. That. Hey, just man. saying. All right, let's let's get into it. So the first movie. Fast and Furious. Fast. The only the one that I was familiar with. I still rewatched it. Right. Sue's tried to talk me out of it. She's like, you've seen it. 
we don't need to rewatch it. We know what it is. And I right. was like, no, baby, I got to do this for real. So I rewatched it. <laughs> okay. Tell me your feelings on this first Fast and Furious. Oh, movie. man. It's so, it's got so many problems. It's so ridiculous. It has those weird fire boots, yep. the boots with the leather flames on them yep. in there. And uh, it, it's, it's a terrible movie for sure. I mean, it's, wow, it's really bad. That said, <laughs> the final chase at the end where Paul Walker throws the keys of Vin Diesel, and then Vin Diesel has a line. This is the movie where he does the, I live my life one quarter mile at a time. Yep, that's the origin of that line. Chef's kiss. It's wonderful. You're into it. It's such a good line that it uh, it, it definitely absolves the rest of the movie for me, where I'm just like, like, it turns into this almost zen-like Miltonian breakdown of life. You know what I mean? Like, talk to me about that. Oh, my God. To live your life one quarter mile at a time? Oh, man. And it all starts with a sandwich with the tuna sandwich. Dude, there's so many things about that movie that like the weird minutia is what makes the movie's personality. Like the fire boots on, on Michelle Rodriguez and the, you could have any beer in the house as long as it's a Corona. Like all that crazy shit in there. Genius. Genius. So good. And, you know, Vin Diesel. <sighs> So here's the thing. <laughs> What's the thing, man? For me, this movie is without a doubt unwatchable crap. Yeah, it's just, pretty bad. Now it's, it's just the worst thing I've ever had to sit through in a long time. The one thing about it is that it really intends to be what it is. It intends to actually be a movie wherein you're you're supposed to like care that this undercover cop is infiltrating a car ring. I, so this movie was uh, directed by Robert Cohen. Uh, Robert Cohen uh, did mostly TV shows uh, in the 80s. Things like Nasty Boys, Private Eye, Miami Vice, sort uh. of shit. Then his first actual feature-length film was Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, which I actually kind of like. Then uh, Dragonheart, which is bad. The Skulls, which is bad. Then The Fast and the Furious and Triple X, which I also, in case you didn't know, hate Triple X. And then post <laughs> that, Almost everything else he did was terrible. Now, he's produced some great things. And as a producer, I don't want to say great. He's produced some things I enjoy. Right. But seeing this and knowing he's the guy who did Triple X, it really clicks for me. Right. So this movie is sort of the closest thing you get in the 2000s, in the aughts, to an exploitation film. Okay. In the sense that it distills all the worst parts of 2001. Like everything that was bad. Or is this 2000 or 2001? I think think it's 2000. It, so the date on IMDb was 2001, but I could have swore it came out in 2000. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. But it's all the it's all the worst things of that time. So um, things about it that they let go of. So in this movie, um, they've really ta- taken this customized import car culture <laughs> and really focused on the shitty raver aspect of it yeah now maybe for some people that's fun for you it's like a nostalgia remember in 2001 everyone was into raves and shit um but the fact that the movie will regularly like vin diesel pulls up somewhere and in his car dmx is on now i am no lover of dmx but in the movie i'm like oh dmx cool and then he turns off his car the dmx ends and then immediately they go into a torturous techno beat where I'm like, yo, just take the DMX from the car, carry it through the scene. 
<laughs> carry it through the scene let the dmx be the soundtrack to the Dude. but no 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 he turns the car off and then it just starts watch 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 so bad i swear to god dude let's I also swear talk about to the god i that... swear to god the soundtrack to this movie is banned by the geneva convention it's like, rough it's a rough I, style they for probably sure. play like they probably weird... play it at guantanamo <laughs> they probably play it at club iguana <laughs> but uh yeah it's like dude let's also talk about the fact that like in those first three movies there is a scene where they pull up a car to like some place where all these other dudes have their cars. Right. And they're all looking at the under the hoods and their girls. Oh, this happens in almost all the movies. There's at least it one happens, scene in it, every it, movie. Every where single this movie, there's one scene where another young lady is making out with another young lady at a place yep. where everybody's yep. looking at cars. Well, but, no, but this is what I'll say. This is actually one of the things that, that I kind of like about the first one. Let me name the few things I like. Okay. One, okay, it is the foundation of a lot of these other things, and these things take on meaning later. So I guess right. that's good. Two, actually, the first one is less exploitative of women than the other movies. There's only a couple of shots of girls looking uh, particularly attractive, and the girls that are in it are less uh, starved models. The right. worst example of this is part when they two. do the race scene in... Well, part two is when they all of a sudden start doing it more than they do in the first one. Right. But the worst for me was actually uh, the race scene in Buenos Aires, where somehow, was it Buenos Aires or was it in Brazil? No, it was when they were in Brazil. Right, right. So they're in Brazil, they're at this race, and somehow this there is, are only skinny. Four. Uh, Brazil is actually five. Oh, so it's a okay. great movie. Right. And five works in so many ways, and we'll get to there. But the the they're at a race in Brazil. There's all these half-naked women, as there are in every movie since two. Right. And they're all bone thin. And I'm like, which part of Brazil did these young ladies come from? I've never seen a movie so obsessed with butts. There is a butt shot. From two from two on, yeah. there is a straight ass shot of someone where you see either part of or all of their butt. And I've never seen a movie so obsessed with butts, so afraid of butts. There is not one actual butt in the entire movie. It's yeah. flat butts, but the you have to see movie. them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to see the the butts, but no women who actually have butts can be allowed on the screen. It's so weird to me. But I will. Okay, so things I like about that first movie, um, there is a nostalgia aspect where I'm like, right. oh, okay. these people yeah. are still like some of these people are still wearing Jenkos. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's weird necklaces, and, and there's like Paul, a lot of neon. Paul Walker's hair. Like the thing about Paul Walker being in Fast and Furious is that he still has that teen movie aesthetic. He still right. looks Which like... Which I didn't realize until Susan mentioned that oh, he's in all, all those terrible movies. fucking movies. Know. That's how most people knew him at the time. Wow. Um, so yeah, and uh, his hair is terrible. Like, I, there, there's a lot of <laughs> that that hair. I really... There's a lot of that that I really kind of <laughs> kind of appreciate about that first movie. And that last race, I guess, is okay. But uh, Robert Cohen, who directed it, clearly directing race scenes is not his strong point because right. weirdly other than that last race which is not even that it's not that awesome really. most of the race scenes in the movie are awful it's like yeah. he doesn't know what's exciting about racing he doesn't know what's it and it, especially compared to the quality of chase scenes in five and six right brilliant justin yeah. lynn kills yeah, it he does but he like does for sure that first movie nothing nothing oh, works the first movie has nothing the, is exciting the stakes are stupid and it has that, the, the scene where paul walker's like almost had you and vin diesel's like almost had me you barely had your car and what and everyone's what, like Ooh. what is what is really <laughs> amazing to me about it all is the fact that this relationship which becomes so important in future movies right it's almost developed in this first film where he you know he has this uh moment where he can't 
he can't arrest Vin Diesel. He has to let Vin Diesel go. Right. And I really don't think the movie develops it well. Like watching it, <laughs> yeah, I already it makes know. absolutely no sense. It's like I'm going. Sure. It's it's it honestly reminded me of the remember Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Where we we're supposed to believe that Spock and Kirk have this relationship that yeah. they haven't developed yet at all, Which and you we just believe it because it. of Wrath of Khan. Yeah. I think Fast and Furious plays the same way. Where by the end of the movie, they're like. They're not really bros because he's still mad at him. And he's later still on. a cop and yeah, so yeah. on and so forth. But yeah. they have some relationship there and it like it's not there. It's not on the screen. It yeah. doesn't exist. No, it's and weird. it's not the so- only the only building scene that you have t- that speaks to that relationship is when they're at the party. Yeah. And he disses his boy for yeah. for like running. And but so. it's like it, it it so and what's funny is, and we can move on to part two this way. Right. I thought going into part two, part two is going to be terrible because Vin Diesel's not in it, and it's like Vin Diesel's the glue of these movies. So you know, him <laughs> so not did being you feel it, the absence of Vin Diesel in part two? So I did, but, but then I, you get ludicrous. Well, and I don't think the I I don't think I thought that because I thought the relationship would be clear after part one. Right. But honestly, with part two, where they're like, oh, the movie's not about Vin Diesel; it's about Paul Walker. You're like. Okay, fine. Because it doesn't matter. Because both of them are still kind of null points to me. Right. And then Diesel could just be like, uh, uh, if you didn't know he was in future movies yeah. and you saw part two, you'd think that you're he just wasn't like, okay. going to be a part of this movie. Yeah, franchise. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Cool. We'll just, just move on with that. It's yeah. fine. Uh, Do but, you think that they tried to make Paul Walker dress like Biohazard in the 90s? They really did. It was oh, weird. It's so great, right? It's so great. So uh, <laughs> let's move on to part two. Here are the things about part two that immediately upset me. Right. One, that's the first movie they're like, oh, you know what? We should have at races. Girls with no clothes on. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. Why are there so many women there who are just standing around making out with each other? It doesn't make any sense. And then I do like there's a female racer, though. Like, that's kind of yeah. good that they added that. But there's just so many other. There's two. so many other weird discrepancies in there. Like, just, oh, man. Tyrese Gibson walking around with the okay. ankle thing okay. on there. What is up with Tyrese's character it's in that so second movie? It's weird. It's like, it's weird that eventually I came to like his character in later movies. Because right. in this movie, they're literally like, I don't know, just yell. Like, all he does is yeah, yell he's and be mad like, all the time. Oh, man. Oh, and oh, like, man. Ah, it's so brutal. It's so brutal. There's like nothing the first there. fight scene at the race. Oh, with him and Paul Walker oh, fighting. First of all, never in life do I think that Paul Walker, even before he died, would be able to beat up Tyrese Gibson. Never. Never, never, not once. Second of all, that the cop is just sitting there like, yep, y'all guys get into it. Like, just <laughs> waiting it happen. Oh, my God, what is that? But I will say that uh, despite some of the immediate... I mean, I like Ludacris. Uh, I think his character's kind of not really developed in a real way. He's like a weird hip-hop cue from James Bond. Like, yeah. Well, and it's what's weird is they develop that later on. So like in yeah. this second movie, he's just a he just knows garage. about yeah. cars and he knows a little bit of weird stuff. Then in the next time you see him, he's like, oh, well, that's a brother. You're like, hey, the fuck do you know <laughs> yeah. that? All that doesn't make any sense. You can work computer monitoring systems and you do an yeah. American muscle and all that stuff. But I, oh, I, I so do good. think that the script for two is slightly better than one. Okay. The I'll give soundtrack you is not as annoying. And by the end of the movie, the chase is good. Yeah. The actual action yeah, yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, earlier in the movie, there's also, chases. Uh, by the end of the movie, I'll buy that Tyrese and Paul Walker are friends. Right. That's fine. Like, uh, that's that's okay. I mean, so got there, there's the race earlier in the movie where they're be- beating these, uh, uh, what, uh, Italian stereotypes. <laughs> they're beating them for their cars. Okay, first of all, oh, their, their existence in this movie is not justified at all. There's no <laughs> reason for so them to be great. in Miami. No one like that lives in Miami. Yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I've, I've not been to Miami, so I, I wouldn't know, but I'll take your word for it. I'm just, I'm basically Media this entire, tells me, I think Miami's basically spring breakers all the time. 
these dudes just don't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> They're like and South Philly dudes. They right, no, they literally are <laughs> South Philly dudes. That's how they feel to me. And then that race scene is not that good. No, Especially it's not very. It's, what they've not, not figured out at this point. There. What yeah. they've not figured out at this point either is the green screen in the car shot. Like you'll see a car and you're like, okay, that car's going, I guess, kind of fast. And then they yeah. show you the shot in the car and you're like. The green screen behind that actor is not believable at all. No, it's no. not. It's real. not as bad as like, like you know, like nineteen fifties movies where like they're right. talking and all that. But it's not good either. It's it's rough. So I feel like this movie hangs together a little bit better, but it still plays. And I don't. I know this isn't true because I know these movies made money. Right. But both the first and the second one play like shitty B movies. They play yeah, like the kind like, of movies but you bought but on a DVD. Intentionally shitty. Like I feel as though they right. were still going for it by two. They were trying to, but it wasn't working. It wasn't going well. Right. They're not well made movies. They're not edited no. well. They're not. They're not. They're not the directing well. isn't yeah. together. No, the for acting sure. is painful. The cinematography is rough. Like it's still stuck in that like horrific and, like. 90s shit you and know this like, is why i don't understand and we can make this shit now uh, maybe you you all wanted to spend more time on one and two but these movies are bad and i don't want to talk yeah about them. no they're pretty bad I'm not. this is why i don't understand the backlash to three because i will admit and i think we should get this out first of all right that the main guy in three a few huh. people defended him to me. oh wait no the, the white dude, no the, the main guy. guy he's the hero of the movie right the, the lucas whatever the fuck his name is the guy from sling blade the guy from sling blade Many people defended him to me when I said this, but I think they're wrong, and okay. I will agree with the haters to say this. That dude is annoying. Dude, he that dude's is, supposed to be a high school student in that movie, and he's already going bald. Well, and the best is when they bring him back for yeah, and he, the <laughs> other movie, and he's all uh, for, they bring him back for seven, and in one cut, he ages more than a decade. Yeah. He's and it's 33 years old. Exactly the same day. No. Yeah, yeah, like because when they bring him back, it's when when Vin Diesel goes to Tokyo. They're like, it works for Vin Diesel. I'm like, because Vin Diesel doesn't age. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't work for. That. Anyways, let's go back to the, let's talk about it. Okay. So I will admit the haters are right that he sucks. Yeah, he's he. I won't say that Paul Walker is charismatic, but I will say that Paul Walker has something that this guy doesn't have, which is. I don't want to punch Paul Walker in the face. Yeah. Paul Walker's not annoying. He's fine. He's like he's like a total zero, and that's great. Yeah. This dude, I hate him from the first moment I see him on the screen. Yeah. But put that aside, three is the first movie made with any skill. It it's looks the first movie good. that's made where everything feels purposeful. Yes. It makes the the plot makes sense. It might not be great. The writing isn't great. The plot isn't great, but it makes sense. It hangs together. The dialogue in certain points makes sense. The acting isn't always great, but like Han is awesome. Yeah. The villains in this movie, like the Did you ever see awesome. that movie, The Motel? No. The guy, um, what's his name? Uh, what the guy who plays Han. It's something King is like his name, or Kang or something is his name. Um, he was also in Ninja Assassin. Oh, that movie was awful. I know, but he was in Holy Moses. Um, he's in some other stuff too. He is, but uh, he is in this movie called The Motel. That's like a little indie flick. That's amazing. Oh, really? I've never yeah, even heard of it. It's so, 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 so good. And um, that was, I mean, that and the fact that Sung Kang, yeah, him. Uh, the fact that him and the dude from Sling Blade were in this movie were what had me at first. But oh, then and I also it, Bow Wow. And, yeah. Oh, is he? St- was he still Lil Bow Wow? Uh, you know what? He's listed on IMDb as Bow Wow, but he might have been Lil Bow Wow. At the and time. then Sonny Chiba's in this movie. Yeah, Sonny Chiba. Fucking Sonny Chiba's in this movie. Sonny Chiba's in this movie, and people have told me it's the least. 
The, I, I mean, I just need to name this. If this is your least favorite Fast and Furious movie, then I think, you must not have seen the first two. Yeah, they're terrible. They're, they're really bad. Two is watchable. One is almost unwatchable. I mean, you got to see it. You know, you have to. You have I had to. to watch it for this. Yeah. But that but said, Tokyo Drift is well made. I mean, okay, are there parts of it that aren't great? Yeah, I think that there are aspects to it. I, you know, uh, it lacks the female characters in this one. So the other movies are very male focused, but there's moments where the female characters do at least something fun. I mean, Michelle Rodriguez does a couple things in the first movie. In the second movie, we have the uh, the Asian lady, the Asian lady, and yeah. I think she does okay. She has a few characters. This movie, his love, his high school love interest. Is not Nobody in high school in this movie looks like they're supposed to be in high they're school. They're all old. None of them look at all like they should be in high school. I guess Lil Bow Wow maybe, but not Maybe, but not really. He looks like a college freshman. But she is not interesting, and she doesn't get a chance to do much interesting stuff. So I, in that sense, it's lacking in strong. Uh, strong is too strong a word. It's lacking in some interest in the female character. I'll give right. you that. Okay. But the racing works. Yeah. The story works, and um, some of the action racing scenes are actually fun. Yeah, um, it's good times. I think the only thing I will support is that it is the tired old trope of white dude goes to Asia, yeah, and then is a fish out of water, but then learns the ways and then becomes. So if if your cl- if, if your claim thing. is weird colonialism narrative, yeah. sure, but most of y'all aren't smart enough to make that critique. So that's not what <laughs> most you're doing. fans of the Fast and the Furious franchise aren't thinking about no colonialism post America. No, no. So I yeah, will so- say, okay, yes, you're right. It is it is a little bit of a colonial narrative, though I will say Han counterbalances that. As or, he's the cool guy, even though he gets he gets killed at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh but I will say just on the level of quality, it is leaps and bounds yes. leaps and bounds above the first two movies did you like the whole drifting idea of the cars like going sideways i mean i knew it existed before that i mean they didn't make up drifting for this movie it's Granted, a real thing but like there's some weird ballerina-esque moments in this movie yeah. like when uh when when the girlfriend is taking uh, our yeah. hero on the ride she's like oh do you know i drift like all this other shit is fucking terrible <laughs> It's really not good. I mean, I will say that... Like, we're going to challenge physics in this one? That's who the bad guy is in Fast and Furious 3? Physics? But drifting is a real thing. People do it. Still weird. Still weird. Here's the thing. Um, I do like that after this movie, they were like, oh, maybe foreign cars are not our bread and butter, <laughs> and we should shift back to American muscle. Right, 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 right. Uh, after this movie... Okay, so Fast and Furious 3, underrated. A yeah. gem in a franchise that has a lot of gems, but it gets shitted on for reasons beyond us. But I think that Han works and obviously he works because they brought him back basically from the dead for the other yeah. movies. Uh, <laughs> and because they knew that he actually was good. He really is both a good character and, and the actor, actor. Yeah. is good. Um, Sun Kang, man. I think that the the story works overall. I think that if... I actually think if they had gotten an actor who was less terrible... For the white guy. For the white guy. That this movie would have like... I mean, the movie did well, period. But I think it would have really uh, Elevated catapulted the, the series. Yeah. And I think the series wouldn't have gone back to the OG. I think it would right. have been like, let's do a racing theme in different locations with new people over and over again. Right. And then we'll just have Vin Diesel walk in at the end. <laughs> so good! His walk in at the oh. end, I actually... If it wasn't for the later movies where it makes sense, I hate it. When he showed up, I was like, that's stupid. And then it became... As soon as I saw four and Han was back, I thought, okay, they're going to make it matter later on. That's cool. Right. But in the moment, I thought, come on, I don't need Vin <laughs> Diesel to show up. The movie stands on its own. Um, I, I again, 
sure. I think compare three to the glory of five and six. Uh, yeah, I get, it. I get it. It does not pales. as good. Yeah, but it's so obviously better than the first two movies. I'm offended. That's and now we get to the. This is I think the controversial one is four. This is the crux. This is where we we turn. We right? go back to this OG cast. Yeah, we create this team feel. We abandon the whole culture of mod foreign car racing. And we go and back all of a sudden to they're, American an, they're, they're an adventure team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, dude, this is the one where they give up. And it's so great. This is, I mean, okay, this is not the best movie in the franchise either. Okay. Number four is not the best. Tell me about, talk a little bit about four and tell me about how you feel about four and what works for you from four. So four is the one, what's what, what's the one that happens in four? Four is the, because I watched this a couple weeks ago. It opens up in. Uh, is this the one where, where they call Paul Walker and. and it opens up in the Dominican, and they are oh, stealing and the brothers gas. are in there, yeah. And then uh, Vin Diesel he leaves because he thinks the cops are going to catch up with them, right? And he leaves Michelle Rodriguez. We find out later that they've got married, but he's like, "They're after me, so I need to disappear." So he disappears, right. and then he finds out about uh, that she had been working. Well, she dies, and he comes yeah. back for the funeral. And then Paul Walker, who's now apparently a federal agent. Yeah, he's got a necktie on for some reason. He's a fucking federal agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, he got okay. promoted after she, he let the diesel go. She was working for this drug dealer. And oh, right. He, he, she got killed. And so this becomes a revenge story for Vin Diesel. And he doesn't trust Paul Walker, understandably, because he's still a cop. And, yeah. And then, and then all like, this the stuff drug ha- cartel guy is like, you don't know who he is, right? And then it and turns like, out he's the guy that you know already. Yeah. And, and it all sort of results in Vin Diesel goes to prison and the movie or is going to prison and the movie ends with, with Paul, the bus breaking him out. When they Paul's do the car break maneuver out. to break and they him don't out. show that happen till the next movie. Yeah, they just so show the Vin first, Diesel smiling in his orange jumpsuit. It's the first movie that carries over directly. Yeah. So this movie to me is again not the finest of the franchise for mm-hmm. sure, but it's not one or two bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's on par with three, I would say. It's okay. it's like so like one and two trash for sure. Three. We're, we're, we've touched on something interesting. Four is a translation of that. Like, okay, we're going to do the interesting thing, but with the OG cast, right? Um, Paul Walker all of a sudden is a federal agent just to fuck him over again at the end. Kind of funny. Kind of funny of a narrative. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the bad guy was pretty funny. The, the Spanish dude. Did you like that the, they have to pick up the money? <laughs> then drive through the desert yeah. to avoid the camera and then go through a tunnel. Like, why do you need racers? Okay. Yeah, it's so weird. It's such a, but it's also like this, again, this is the one where they just give up. They're not like trying to do this weird techno dance rave thing anymore. Like, it's true. All of a sudden now it's just like Americana almost. It's, <laughs> there's something to that. <laughs> they're yeah, yeah, driving yeah. through the desert. There's still some excuses for racing. They have like, they have to race to get the thing, and there's yeah. a party at that. So there's that. And uh, there's they, lots of scenes in like different clubs and stuff. <laughs> like, they definitely keep up the douche aspect. Yeah, for, you. for sure. But uh, it's like Axe Body Spray, this movie. Sure, like, sure. Like, it's sure, an sure. offensive adieu. You know what I mean? And But once it gets to know a little bit better, it gets better at it. So I, I personally hated this movie. You hated this one. Um, I think if given it, all this, given the abandonment of like this strange like culture of like if it was electro pop, if it wasn't for the soundtrack, I think this movie is worse than one. Oh, and the reason being that this movie is what I thought the other movies were going to be, which is bloated, 
giant boring action movie. <laughs> and I'm the the the, the races the, are not good at the this straight movie. joy yeah. of five is that five is nothing like four. In my right. mind, it's nothing like four. Four is I don't understand how people went from three to four and thought, this is cool. I'm into this. Cause A, none of the motivation works, I don't right. think. Um the idea I mean what's funny is the plot changes because they retcon four multiple times in five and six. They go right. back and say, oh, it's actually this. Like, she's actually alive. Oh, yeah, this actually, actually didn't happen. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And some of those retcons work well for me. But in the movie itself, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why they got to kill her off anyway. It's stupid. And maybe when they made four, they knew she's not really dead. But in the movie, you don't see that. She's yeah. dead. They don't, don't even show her dying, really. In the no, movie. no, no. But I don't like. I don't like that she's dead. I don't like the drug dealer aspect. Yeah. I hate the tunnel. That's the dumbest shit. And the whole tunnel <laughs> sequence is CGI, and the CGI doesn't work. Does not work. They didn't no. drive cars through fucking tunnels. It's all CGI. It looks awful. Yeah. Um. All right. A yeah. lot of the CGI in the movie doesn't work for me. The it's the racing. Like, there's a couple sequences that are cool, but it doesn't. The thing about one maybe that I'm a little more forgiving of one compared to four is that one is like your first. Your first shot. Your at first it. shot at it. And you're yeah. figuring it out. And as much as I thought it was trash, it at least was endearing in its sincerity. Yeah. Four just feels like the ultimate cynical cash, cash in. in. Let's just throw a bunch of shit at the screen. Let's blow just some do shit. Do all up, the things. Put the do drug a bunch dealer of stuff, in there. Yeah. Not have it make any sense. And what it lacks, I think, is the charm of five. What's funny is four is directed by Justin Lin as well. So oh. you would think Justin Lin took the reins from four on, right? No. We'll get to seven, and we'll talk about seven. Okay, but four is Seven's to, James Wan. Yeah. Oh, right. Four is so bad for me that I was actually bummed going into five. I thought there's no way five is going to be good because it's the same director. It's this new scenario of the quote unquote team. Right. It's not going to work, Terrible. and it does. It works so well. So, anyways, for me, for four, I just think that it's. It make the biggest offense with a movie like this, other than just lots of things that are stupid and goofy. You could, uh, as much as I didn't like one, I guess you could watch it and be like, it's funny, right? It's funny how dumb four it is. doesn't have that fun four, aspect to it. It's just yeah. not fun for me. I didn't have fun with it. I didn't like. I had fun with it, but I also don't remember it. As That's well what I'm saying. Like I'm like, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't was fine. Stick out. It was like a carb. Like you know, there's some flavor in there, but really, no, not much substance. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Let's get to five. Okay, so I went into five, five happens. so skeptical. Holy moly. Because four, I really didn't like it. Dude. It's so good. Five is so magnificent. It starts in the favelas of Brazil. Or well, it, it actually starts with them breaking him out. Breaking him out, yeah, and but then, then they once run away. They, once they break him out, they're on the run. Yeah. They're doing their they, thing. They're, they're international now. International. They, <laughs> we have left Americana, and we are now in. This is they're in Brazil, right? That's where. I yep, am? yep, yep. Holy moly! They're going to do this big. Uh, they end up. Uh, so they're they're going to do this big heist because yeah. where they are in Brazil, there's this um, a bank with a well, safe. So is this guy? All, he's also a drug dealer. Yeah, they're ripping off another drug dealer. They're ripping off another drug dealer. And he's now connected with out. the police. He's got these cash he, stash houses everywhere, and they are not not responsible. 
They yeah, are yeah. down for the cause. They are against drugs. They bring a whole team oh, in. Oh, my God. The, team, the reason Dude. 5, I think, works so well is the idea that they're going to bring in all these characters from the other movie. Yeah. It Honestly, Sue's really said it. It has almost, not that Ocean's Eleven invented this, but it has that Ocean's Eleven feel of like, look at the cast of characters. Yeah. They're all bringing something to the team. <laughs> it's like the they Avengers even, They even Carr. bring back the woman from 4, who was like one of the few interesting characters from 4. Right. It's like, pretty weird. And then they add like the weird Spanish brothers in there and then like yeah, they bring the well they, they were in four too they were in oh, the first yeah, they were they were they? in the first thing yeah yeah, yeah 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 so they bring those guys in and then luda's in there and yep. uh oh man yep tyrese Woo! it's it's this five really has that we've got the team back together yeah we've got this thing five and feels like they figured out what worked i think the, the previous four movies and they're like let's just do a movie with all the things that are awesome they really did well too with this idea of we have our main bad guy but then we have this other force of the rock also coming in and then when the rock finally is like you know what i'm gonna help you guys like you believe it because his yeah. team has been killed. And like you believe been, him yeah, as this hard ass dude. There's a shootout in this movie with all the guns and everything, Ugh. which it doesn't really happen in the other movies where it's like guns and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's a it, there's a lot more of the crime world going on. Yeah, but they still work in the racing. I mean, there's a few things that kind of work for me. One is, um, the, dude, the, the violence is ridiculous. Yeah, but it also makes sense. Like you will see the Rock fighting someone, and you're like, okay, this their matchup makes sense. The only thing that I guess is a little ridiculous is uh, regularly Vin Diesel fights the Rock, <laughs> and I just don't actually believe that Vin Diesel could fight the Rock. Oh my god, well. dude! The but first there, fight with there, the Rock and Vin Diesel that was so great. I know, but there are other moments. Oh. There are other moments where it's like. Someone tries to do this, it doesn't work out. Or someone's car gets wrecked. Or we have this idea, oh, we can't do it that way, we have to do it this way. Like, in other words, the the five really and I think six does too, but we'll get to that. I think five really gets the idea of upping the stakes in a way. Yeah. But always in a way not that it's I, I, I want to say believable, but it's not believable. If you really think about it, nothing in this movie makes sense. No. But what they do is they realize, okay, if we up the stakes a little bit, but we put in a problem that makes it difficult, then it feels like, it feels quote unquote believable, even though it's not, I mean, they end up dragging a giant safe out of a police oh my station God. and, then and they, driving it around. Oh, so But great. even that, the ways that they problematize that impossible scenario, it makes it feel more believable because you're like, oh, that would suck. Oh, they'd have to figure this out or whatever. They don't just drive around like, oh, this is fine and we figured it out. They're, yeah, no. Everything they do, there's an element of- with adversity. Yeah, they're like, oh, I don't know what we're doing or we're figuring it out. That helps you go along on a journey that is- dumb it's so yeah. dumb but because they keep adding in those little bits you believe it, it. totally works like and there's so many charming past- like remember when uh the rock goes to the favela and everyone shows up and the rocks just like they all pull their guns and all the favela guys are like you know what nah man that's cool <laughs> i was like yeah that's real that's Dude, true and then vin diesel's like this is brazil like that whole scene brazil oh, man, so good so good oh wow i mean yeah I, uh, I, again <laughs> The movie is is about. I will continue to say the movie is still for me about everyone but Paul Walker. Right, Paul Walker's fine. He's just in there though. He's, he's just, just in just, there being relatable and white. Yeah, just like you know, he's tying in that contingent. I get yeah. it. You know, he has to be the weird MSG to make the Chinese food palatable for everybody. You know what I mean? Like I get yeah. that. That's cool. But he doesn't. He doesn't bring much to it. But no. he doesn't have to because the the ensemble works together dude you got gal gadot in there already yeah, and yeah. she's like 
Oh man, and it, Han's in number five, is he not? Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And dude, I mean, Han's in four too, but just very briefly, just in the beginning. Just, I'm glad that they brought back. him back, even though I'm sure by the time they bring him back for five, someone's saying, "How do we explain?" And notice in every movie, four, five, and six, there's a moment where someone goes, "Aren't you going to go back to Tokyo?" <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> to die. He always puts dude, it off. He how always about puts that it Han off. Han is eating in all these movies, and then they explain it. We're like, "Oh, he must have quit smoking, so you know he has to do something with his hands, his mouth." Did you did you catch all that? Yep, he's yeah. always eating. That shit is fucking wild. Like and, it's it's. <laughs> anyway, so the, the thing about five is also is that Brazil really does work as a set piece. It does. They use the favela as well with and the chase scene. It doesn't. The chase scene is amazing. The lack of Paul Walker's um, like presence in the movie doesn't lend it to the whole you know colonial narrative, yep, yep. which totally fine with me. Totally. Fine They've me. really diversified the ensemble at this point. Yeah, it's like a real multicultural team. They, there's like different languages of different people. And they're eating uh, weird foods and yeah, all this yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm into that. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man. They're, the whole scenario where now they try, they have him move all the stuff to the police station. They got to hit the police station. Yeah. Like the plan is actually kind of smart of like, uh, the well, there's so many safe. stash yeah. houses. Well, now they got to bring it all to the safe position. Oh, no, it's a police station. Oh, what are we going to do? And that keep the ramping of that up. It works for me. In it, a, in dude, a very even all the way down to the dragging the safe out with two cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then replacing it with the empty safe. Genius. It's fucking go- it's brilliant. It's goofy, but uh. it, it makes sense in a certain way. I mean, there's still things that are like annoying, like no one ever runs out of bullets. No one ever runs out of gas. Yeah. Uh, you're, 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 you're hauling it. Ludicrous. <laughs> uh, all, they, every character has to suddenly have a magical source of knowledge they didn't have before. And some weird expertise that there's like it doesn't seem at all possible that they'd reach these weird levels yeah. of expertise. Um, the Rocks team. Dude, how about when they get the handprint off of Giselle Bunch or not Giselle Bunch and uh, Gal Gadot's uh, butt. Right. She goes over to the dude with her fucking, with the bikini and he grabs her butt and that's how they get the handprint. Again, though, we're shooting in Brazil. Yeah. Why is everyone so skinny? Yeah. I, don't, I don't like Makes that no part. Sense. It does, Makes that no part kind of bummed me out a little bit. But again, it doesn't really matter. In the brand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Just for me personally, I was like, this is weird. Why is this like this? <laughs> but um, uh, the villain's okay. He's not great, but he's okay. I like that the cops like there's sort of this thing where you can't trust any of the cops and i like i appreciate that i like the rocks hard ass thing i will say when the rocks team gets just annihilated yeah, it gets shot in the streets the only part about that that bums me out is that i'm like yo any one of these times they could have gotten annihilated like why is this the <laughs> one? why now this they, one moment they, they, it didn't make any sense to me but the moment when vin diesel reaches for the rock to like help him quality quality so good yeah it really works so so good um it's all fun and i really like the whole rocks like i'll let you go you got 24 hours it kind of works yeah and and here's i will 100 say i think the thing that sets it apart the most is that there are no or at least there were no noticeably bad cgi moments right four has a lot more practical stunts and stuff than the other movies but it still also has some really bad CGI. Yeah. Five. They get away Everything from looks practical. There's oh. smash cars. Smash cars. Smash cars. Smash. <laughs> it felt like a 70s movie. There yeah. were so many yeah, smash yeah, yeah. cars. I was like, yo, smash all the fucking oh, wait. cars. And then this is the, the movie where the scene where they all race to get the money. And they're like, you know. Right. And then and you realize Vin Diesel like threw the race to the Paul Walker because he knows Paul nope. Walker. Is this the one where Paul Walker get, wins? No, that's six. Oh. 
Is that six or seven? No, I, no, you're right. It is this movie because they're in the yeah, police cars. I was they're wrong. In the police That's cars, fine. and they, they, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Because then they race again when they are in, uh, when they're at like the beach house. It's yeah, like a yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, we could race one more time. You know, <laughs> it's uh, so good. Yeah, Man, so they, they all race. Dude, oh. can you imagine being on a street with three of your boys? And you look across into your car window, and they're there too in the car windows. No, because I don't actually care about cars. Me neither. Nothing but about still, this is interesting for me. Uh, th- I, I love I when they get in all the car stuff. Like, well, this is a seven hundred, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just drive the car. I don't. It really care. doesn't matter. It really the doesn't. Car is interesting for me when you crash it. So crash it so I can be interested in what's happening. <laughs> yeah, or, or if it's shiny when you get into it. I'm into yeah. that. Yeah, okay. that's all right. Nice shiny right. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then we so, head into six. Now here's the thing. Five was so great. Right. I thought, okay, now we start to go downhill because there's no way six can compare. Six goes above five. You can make an argument that six is better than five. And it's hard to say that because five is really like such a breath of fresh air and so surprising yeah. that I thought there's no way six. But six has. Six is okay, amazing. The addition of like basically a fucking uh, black ops team. Yeah. The way they use what? those those race car things that oh. flip. The, when they start flipping those cars in the first big action sequence, it's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. It's so great. It's so great. It rules. I mean, the, I, I think having the- like you're going into some weird Tron area now. Like, yeah. So wait a minute. Like these are cars? Having like, the rock be now part of their team is fun. It yeah, works. Super fun. Um, that whole team, like the, uh, the opposing team works really well. Yeah. Fucking- What um, is that dude's name? The British guy that's in there. He, he was in a- he I was, don't actually know him. He was in, uh, didn't he play, uh, he was in an X-Man movie. So uh, The Rock's partner who ends up betraying him, what is that actress's name again? Uh, that is Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Yes. The addition of Gina Carano made me so happy. Even though, and we talked about this, let, let, let me name a couple of things that are a little weird, but I, I went with it. Right. Go. Um, I love, I love, I love, I love, I'll say what I love, and then- do the comparison there's this big fight scene they go to see this tech guy and then the tech guy alerts the uh mercenary black ops people they come and decide to just kill everyone and then there's like a whatever i love the fact that this dude's running away from han and from tyrese (laughs) and he or roman i guess is the character's name he's running 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 then when he finally has to face them it becomes clear oh yeah Han and Roman can't fight. So this dude just beats the <laughs> shit out of them. It's so good. And it's done really well. The choreography yeah. is good. Like It's amazing. They go through the glass. Oh, they're like so running good. through the But uh, then at the same time, Gina Carano is fighting Michelle Rodriguez. And this is where I kind of detached a little bit. And it was a little difficult for me only because am I really supposed to believe that all of a sudden Michelle Rodriguez got so good that she could fight Gina Carano? If you don't know who Gina Carano is, see Haywire, okay? <laughs> or just look up her MMA stuff she did before she started acting. Like, this is a tough woman. Haywire so, is terrible. I like Haywire. Do you really? Yeah. Wow, it's bad. I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> tough. It's a tough movie. Soderbergh is underrated. Anyways, all I'm going to say about that is it's a little unbelievable. And yet, I went with it anyway because that scene is so tough. Their fight is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Dude, they're doing like all these weird flipping, flipping maneuvers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so great. And, and just doing like, it in the subway there. Yeah, and people and are there's watching. like handcuffs involved. Like, it's so awesome. It's, so the the uh, the setup kind of works. I mean, it's a little weird that this Black Ops team is doing what they're doing. Yeah. Some of the setup is a little corny, but overall, it, it kind of works. I like the idea that the Black Ops people are, are inclined to underestimate Dom's team right. because they're just criminals, but it's like, well, they're pretty tough and they've got their <laughs> stuff together. But 
Dom's team keeps being outclassed a little bit because they don't know. They're not expecting the kind of deep cover work that these guys are doing. So when they doesn't work, it makes sense. When it does work. And then to climax in that ridiculous tank scene. Oh, so fucking good. So good. So good. And so- then the idea that like he's like, oh, you caught me? Oh, that's crazy because I have your sister. Oh, slash your, yeah. it's like, your wife. It's like it's like a video game almost. It's like a 1990s Nintendo video game where it's like brum, 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 all the stuff on uh, the all the stuff on the plane works. So like dude, the plane so, scene, longest runway ever. Yeah. So yeah. the action the action sequences are fun, and not all of them, but a lot of them have like important stuff character stuff yeah. in them. Yeah, yeah. There's let's they, not they, forget that in the in the airplane there's a flying headbutt. There's yeah. a flying oh. headbutt in that oh, fucking scene gosh. that is so magnificent. It is reminiscent of Jet Li and all of his Shaolin movies. Rock fighting that giant guy. Oh, Literally, they found dude. the only human bigger than the rock <laughs> in the world. It's so great. And them fighting each other is so good. Oh, my God. And then they they go like two for two. So like Shaw sure. and uh, and Paul Walker. And, or no, Shaw and, uh, and Vin Diesel. And then yeah. the rock and the giant man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, there's a scene where he holds him up and he punches him off. It's so great. The, so ol- great. the only thing that bums me out a little bit is in six, they have to kill Han's lady friend. They kill Gal Gadot. They have to for him to get to Tokyo. Yeah. I kind of didn't like that because they couldn't help but foreshadow it five different times. They just kept foreshadowing it. Yeah. They and kept I'm like, the, like, they have these like, so what are you going to do? Like so those weird plan making, like the funny, dead meat plan making scenes. What's funny to me is both five and six are the only places where the the dialogue actually kind of pops a little bit. It's not good per se. No, it's but not the like chemistry. Anything, but the chemistry but... works. It yeah. pops. The only parts of six that are kind of painful for me, maybe there were parts and I just didn't notice because I had so much fun, are all the moments between Han and his girlfriend because they have to keep being like, shadow. <laughs> or like they're in an action scene and Han has to save her or she saves him. It's like, shadow. shadow. And it's like, yeah, no, I get it. She's going to die. <laughs> I get it. I knew it from the first part that she was going to die. Dude. But we didn't have to just keep hinting at her dying over and over and also, over. Also, I'll over. say that six is the first one where they go for the comedy. They go yes. hard on the comedy. Five is funny. There Five are funny, is funny parts. There are funny parts, but, but six, six is so fucking. Six funny. has the scene with Ludacris and the Rock yeah. where they go buy the the cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah. And Ludacris is like, I'll buy them all. And then they they bust on the British dude. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. genius. Yeah, genius. All of that works. Yeah. Um, Super fun. I'm trying to think if there's anything that like stuck out is. I mean, like I said, the action sequences are magical. Yeah. And they're stupid. But Again, they're not I, entirely I, stupid. And the idea, I mean, I know it's a small point, but I feel like a lot of the fight scenes in this movie make sense. They do. When and when Paul Walker is outclassed, he runs away. Right. You've also detached yourself from just being a car made thing, and now we have actual yeah, it's physical gotta be fighting. The, it's got to be the, the next level. Or yeah, like the superhero thing now. The, I will say it, we are a little bit in G.I. Joe world where right. everyone knows how to fire a gun, <laughs> but no one knows how to hit anything. Or load a gun. Very rarely do people get shot in these movies. So right, that's a little right, weird. Right, but right, right. The, you know, Vin does get shot by Michelle Rodriguez. So oh, at least yeah. once that happens. Dude, how about when he jumps across the bridge? And she's like, how yes. did you know that car was going to be there? And he's like, I did it. So, okay. So oh, this is the so thing. So good. So good. All of the action sequences are in a way kind of stupid, but in a fun way. Right. We don't get into true dumb. Just what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Till the tank part. But the thing is, you're so on board that yeah. like I'm just like, I don't care. They're fighting a tank. It is what it is. <laughs> like, what are we so gonna great. do? It oh, just is man. what it is. And then when he jumps across, yeah, you can't help it. Like, I saw that and thought, 
no, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and it happened, and you're like, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. dude. He catches her. They land on the car. He's like, oh, it's so just good. five and six are like a, <laughs> they're like a charm offensive. They just yeah. want you to love the movie, and it works. And you do. It's you so good. It. It's oh so good. my god, dude. If now, I could go back to watching that for the first time again, I would. I have some final thoughts about that, but let's just let I'll save them for when we're done. Okay, and just say okay. So six. They up the ante. They put them in this world of international espionage. They up Rock's role. They up the whole team feel. They add stakes oh by God. killing someone on the team. Yeah. And and yet it all works. It really, it ends. And I think I'm so stoked for seven. Dude, it all ends at the house that they started in in the yep. first one. And yep. they're all drinking the Corona. That's all he wants but is dude, to be back home. Here's the thing, though. At the end of the scene. Yeah. You got The Rock facing the garage. Yeah. You got Vin Diesel facing down the driveway. Yeah. And they're talking to each other. Yeah. But they're not looking at each other. Yeah. What is that? But this isn't the one. This is not yet the one where they have the barbecue. Is this the one where no, they No, that's end, the barbecue. They yeah. end with prayer. She uh-huh. sits on his lap and yeah, then they pray. And then they, they hold hands okay, and then That they is the Coronas. only point of this movie that doesn't work for me because <laughs> that end point where it's like, all I need is my home. And this barbecue and my friends, and now we're going to pray to the nameless God who looks <laughs> over Americana. That last little bit felt a little too much like jerk off American scene. I was into it though because it's like you're <sighs> you're, you're building on this whole I don't have friends, I have family, which we all know is like the 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 central crux of this entire franchise. That it's not about friends, it's family, dog, family. I wasn't as much into it, but it was fine. It was great. I didn't like the end, but I, and oh, but it, then, it didn't, then it does the tag on scene where, it, where you see the Han get me. it. Yes, and that so, was brilliant, genius. Oh, when he throws turning, the necklace in there, what? Tur- turning Han's death into the intro for um, Jason Statham. Jason Statham's character. Was uh, so then we get to seven. And Tell me this about is the what one you th- think about seven. So seven starts out, and suddenly the the lady detective that was with Vin Diesel before. Um, Michelle Rodriguez comes back. She's in there with the rock. She's got short hair now. Time has passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Jason Statham's just in there and you get this like crazy fight in the office. What? And he takes the rock out. He breaks his arm. Oh my God. Dude, brutal. And then you find out that the rock's got the daughter and he has to call. Oh my God. He has to call Vin Diesel, his brother. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm on board all the way up until Dubai. When we get to starting to, like, oh, uh, there's this chip that you need, and then it's in this car that's in this tower in Dubai, and they jump it through the towers, that's where I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers is tripping. This shit is wild. Like, yeah. that's where, that that's the limit to me. Yeah. That, and, uh, oh, this is also the one where they have the lady who's the, the programmer for this thing that can yep. track everybody with yep. the, yeah. There's so, a whole scene where they're being chased by a drone. Yeah. And it's, <coughs> It's a There's little... the Kurt Russell character. Kurt Russell! Oh, my God. That's Here's the thing. You have Vin Diesel fighting Jason Statham under an overpass with wrenches. No, the wrenches are later. Oh, the wrenches are on the top of the garage. He's about They're... to fight. He's about to fight Jason Statham, and Jason Statham pulls out a gun. And he's like, do you think this was a street fight? And then the the paramilitary people show up with Kurt Russell and Vin Diesel's all mad at them. And Kurt Russell's like, I literally just saved your life. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Did so you, I love the addition of Kurt Russell. Sorry, that's my shit. That is no fucking, Kurt. Kurt Russell nails uh, it. His man. character never turned. That you're always worried his character is about to turn and screw them. Yeah, and it never happens. It never happens. And Kurt Russell works, and yeah. he and he and gives he, him a corona, and, oh. he, and he lives. We're pretty sure, so he could come back for future movies. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Even if he gets shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it, it, all that works. Here's the thing. Um, so wait, what is your major issue with it? Like. Uh, for so, me, again, we've got this weird programmer that right. also happens to be a swimsuit model. Right. Okay. I'm right. fine with that. Right. Then all of a sudden, you're going to Dubai. They, right. They dress like, you know, they, they have the whole party scene where yep. Ronda Rousey now is fighting Michelle Rodriguez, oh who not God. only could beat up Gina Carano, but now Ronda Rousey. And then they drive a car through three buildings. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, oh, and they, they lift the car. Vin Diesel lifts the car so Paul Walker can go under to get the chip. Man, they're just doing it all now. Here's the thing. Seven is still pretty good. Yeah. It just doesn't it doesn't I, I think Justin Lin uh this is that's I got that right, Justin Lin. Yeah. He discovered some sort of weird alchemy magic with five and six. That right. the characters just work, everything kind of pops, it's exciting. Yeah. Whatever it was, he nailed it for six. Seven, he kinda left it outside a little He's too not long. there. Yeah. It's James Wan. Oh right, yeah, That's James what I'm Wan. To tell you. You're not paying attention. No, James Wan, who did Saw movies. He did the Saw movies. He also has done other stuff that I'm forgetting. What else has James Wan done? The Step Up movies. Something else too. Anyways, point being, I just don't think James Wan has it the way that Justin Lin does. And so for I me, I think that they saw the Star Trek movie that James Wan did and were like, "Oh, he can do that on Earth." James Wan did a Star Trek movie, didn't he? Was no, that or was no. it Justin Lin who did the Star Trek movie? Oh, so no, James Wan did the Conjuring movies, you doofus. He also did the, the no, Saw movie. No. Oh, he did the Saw movies, yeah, but he didn't do a Star Trek movie. Oh, Justin Lin did the Star Trek movie. Uh, let's see here. So James Wan, Conjuring 2, Furious 7, Insidious Chapter 2, The Conjuring, Insidious, uh, Doggy Heaven, Ugh. Death Sentence, Dead Silence, Saw, Saw. Yeah, mostly saw things. <laughs> so here's the thing with him and, and Furious Seven. I don't think he has the chemistry right. I don't think it pops in the same way. Mm. I think that um, the action scenes are over the top, but they're not always as interesting or engaging as Six. Mm-hmm. I think the plot is a little convoluted, and we don't really connect with like we really get Jason Statham, but the general dude, he's just there. He does yeah. nothing. He th- it doesn't really engage. Um, it it is a little dark and the places where they try to inject humor are not even close to as funny as mm. six. Yeah. Like six just really fires on all cylinders. Yeah. And after six, seven just felt like a letdown to me. It didn't, um, it didn't feel like it got all the characters right or maybe not didn't get them wrong, but they just didn't connect in the same way. It wasn't as exciting for me. Yeah. Um, I do like the, Stupid, stupid, stupid! Pushing the cars out the plane with the parachutes. <laughs> with the parachutes, oh, I like that. So good. Um, but I was, I think, also, I was so excited Dude, to have and then you got, Tony John. This yeah, movie. Tony John. I was so there. excited about it. Uh, no, he's wasted. Yeah, there's two good scenes he's in, and those scenes are good. He's on. He, but oh, okay. And then Juman Hansu. They in make there. a, but they make a big mistake in that they have Tony Jaa in both times fights Paul Walker. Yeah, I've not seen enough information to let me know that. Paul, Paul Walker, Walker could fight, fight this Tony guy. Jai. Even if Tony Jaa's not, he's not playing Tony Jaa. He's playing a character. Yeah. But 
he's doing all this crazy Muay Thai stuff. Paul Walker's barely holding his own, but he still does okay. And it doesn't really work for me. And they don't use him enough. Like that scene on the on, on the, the bus. on the bus is fine. The scene in the factory is great. That scene yeah. is great. But if they had added just a couple more scenes of Tony Ja, I would have felt like he played a bigger role. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah when yeah. they're going down the steps on the door, that's great. That's and again, awesome. a lot of the sequences do kind of work, but the drone thing gets old. They the play out the drone thing forever. Yeah, it takes you know, long. I get the visceral excitement of fucking The Rock shooting a, a Gatling gun at a helicopter, <laughs> but it, they play it out so long, and I'm like, how many bullets can that fucking helicopter take before, yeah, it, falls, like, before it just falls apart? Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's rough. It's, uh, but dude, the, the, the fight scene on top of the garage with the, with the wrenches, that shit is so awesome. That works. I do think oh. like... I do think like some of the balance works okay with the fight scenes. Not as good as six, but it kind of works. It, yeah, I like the fair. idea that like the only reason Statham really beats the Rock is because of the the explosive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't for that, they might have been more yeah. equally balanced Dude, or whatever. But Jason Statham is so sinister in this movie. He's, He's very such sinister. a badass, but and it's like I also don't feel like his character is as engaging. As Shaw was. In I film. think Shaw, like, not that Shaw is that great, but he has the whole team. So you see different right. parts of the team. He's, Statham's just by himself, and I just think they, they make him a little too mysterious for me. I don't know. Okay. Again, all, right. all this is sounding like strong critiques. It's still overall a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly better than one, one and two, two, and four. It's definitely better than four. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't pop for me in the same way. And I and again, that's a small critique because there's no reason the seventh of any movie should be any good. <laughs> it's the seventh one. Why is it any good at all? Right, but, right, right, right. But I just think uh, Juan doesn't have the snappiness, the irony, He the doesn't fun. have the strange p- pizzazz that Justin Lin that has. Justin Lin does, yeah. which again is almost totally absent for four, but it starts in four and then it really culminates in five and like yeah, a really Yeah, five and six way. that manifests in a way that's very obvious. Yeah, really. yeah. Holy shit, what so, is happening? And yeah. I definitely know people who really lifted up seven as their favorite of the series. No, it's definitely not my favorite. And, and I, yeah. I just can't get there and uh, I'm just, it makes me worried for eight. I don't know if eight is going to be able to to continue that magic well we will see tonight i know uh initial I think, reviews coming in are not so how, positive how did you feel about the end of seven with sort of the emotional goodbye to paul walker oh man what do you think about that cg i thought the cg was terrible it looked so creepy it's like was your point to make everybody remember paul walker in fear yeah it was, like, a was little... your point to make everything like Ooh. it's off-putting dude but then the song then the song yeah. comes in and you're like fuck yeah dude and vin diesel does the voiceover yeah oh man Woo! that one was rough man i'd do a push-up or something in the theater after that happened yeah yeah that was that was a good time but man that was emotional yeah you know and they're all watching him play with the kid on the beach i mean i i will say my cynical take on all that is that i do think because of his tragic passing and how sad it was i do think that's why people overestimate his contribution to the series and they're like paul walker is the heart and soul of fast and furious he's not he is not vin diesel is as annoying as vin diesel can be as a person as much as is these movies I don't know. he can be a little annoying i want to be his me. friend i don't want to be his friend I but be friends with vin diesel. but it doesn't change the fact that he's great dominic toretto is the point right and and i even if eight is bad i don't think you need paul walker for these movies to work right i think the rest of the cast works without paul yeah, walker for sure. not that paul walker again i'm not saying he's 
bad in these movies. Like, hear me out. The guy from Tokyo Drift is actually a bad actor. Right. Uh, Paul Walker's not a bad actor. He just can't bring much to the movie. And a lot of people talk about his charm. I don't find him that charming. I will say, okay, by six, by five, six, and seven, They've added some stuff where he has some funny lines and yeah, he does a, but, some funny things. Yeah, but, but one, two, and four, he's just a null. He just exists. There's yeah. nothing there. Um, but you know, seven, he's starting to. There's something there, and I kind of, I, I guess, I get it a little bit. But I think we overestimate it because it's sad. It's yeah. It is even if you hated seven, which I guess some people probably do. Uh, and I didn't hate it, but I didn't necessarily love it. Not like it's, five and six. It's still sad. It's yeah. sad that he passed away. I think, an especially eight- dude, knowing that he passed away and then going through all those movies, you're yep. like, Whoa, yeah, this is weird. Isn't he could have done these movies forever. I mean, eight might be terrible, but he could have at least, if he had lived, he could have at least done, done eight, eight nine, maybe ten, another yeah. nine, nine, ten, whatever. He could have been a part of that. And I think, um, I think, and then the, the fan conventions are going to be awesome if he yeah, did live. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Paul Walker, best beer. Yeah, be yeah. Awesome. So it's sad. It's not that it's not sad. It's just I, I don't know that. What he, does your cynical side say? That I don't think he's essential to the movies. Oh, that, that, yeah. But about s- the actual scenes, though. Oh, about like that ending? Yeah. It's a little bit too much heavy for handed. me. It's a little heavy a little handed heavy for handed. me. I feel like if I was. If it was my friend and that was how they decided to send him up, I'd say that's a little schmarmy. It's a little self-serving for me, but uh, it fits the Vin Diesel. Narrative. It works. It works <laughs> for the movie. I'm 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 actually as much as I say I'm cynical because I'm above whatever. It's not really true. I, I get it. It's emotional. Yeah, I, I feel compassion for it. I just think that. Um, it was a little. There's a little coininess to it, but whatever. It is what it is. And it's. I definitely I mean, think they I feel bad. Killed the character. I think it would have made more sense to kill the character. That's yeah. my feeling is it would have made more sense to kill the character, but I understand that they might feel like that doesn't work. We and weren't going to kill him memorialize before. Him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I makes sense. It. Yeah. Okay. And, and it really feels in the movie. It feels like it feels like you're getting real emotion from Vin Diesel. So as much as I am a little cynical about how they decided to play it, I don't think Vin Diesel doesn't actually miss Paul Walker. I think that's yeah. a real thing that yeah, they are yeah, all yeah, like, yeah. it sucks. This sucks. Not just for it in a business or artistic sense. It just sucks because they were, I they believe, were homies. Yeah. I they believe were they were actually yeah. friends and that's real. You right. Know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. I get why people love seven. I just think from more of a detached point of view, it doesn't pop in As the same way. I wish that it was in some ways I wish it was a better movie just because it is the last we have of Paul Walker. Right. And yeah. even though I don't love him in the role, I wish there was more from him for that. Paul movie. Walker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, man. I hear but you. But whatever. It's it's still good. And it's not like if I had seen it in the theater and I was a fan of these movies, I wouldn't leave being like, oh stupid. Yeah. But I, I do I just don't think it six is five and six are fucking miracles. It's yeah. and, and and I will say this the other cynical viewpoint from me is I'm annoyed that I have to wait till five and six in any series for, <laughs> for them, it to get for it good. To get good. Yeah. No, That's that actually sucks. stupid. Yeah, That's it's annoying. millions and millions of dollars spent for <laughs> shit for us to finally get two good movies, maybe three, depending on how you think. Let's say five, six, and seven are good. Right. So that's three good movies out of seven movies. Seven movies. Yeah. So, you know, there's but there's the learning curve. You can't be mad at it. No, you know okay. what I mean? Like, dude, you're not going to be pitching like a thousand percent right off the bat right like it's not you're not going to be putting out your best movies first right a franchise i don't like know this, that that's true a lot of franchises 
go the other direction where they're good at first and then, and then they, they go shit down the bed. Right. But not a one, lot of franchises figure themselves out in the fifth and sixth movie. This one starts at Jedi, ends at Empire. That's what I think. Like it starts. It doesn't even shitty. start at Jedi. It starts at fucking. Uh, yeah, the prequels. Yeah, it starts okay, at the yeah. prequels. Starts at the prequels, and then it ends with Empire. It ends with Empire. That's where I'm at with this. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's. I, I have a screening of eight tonight. The fate. Of we'll the see. You'll, you'll have to put out on the social media is what you think about and it. And I will. And I will. But no, I'm still a fan. Well, keeping that in mind that you do have that screening and you live far enough away that I got to get you back and I got to go to work today too. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up, but I think I will, right. as much as I have said a lot of negative things on here about these movies, at heart, I was wrong. At heart, at least five and six are great. Seven is really good, even though uh, it has. I think issues. it wastes. I think it wastes some of the things it built in five and six. Three is better than anyone's giving it credit for. Yeah, it still doesn't redeem the. It doesn't redeem it the way that One five and, and six yeah. do. But it's it's still pretty good. And so there's really only three movies in this series that I think are actually bad movies. And that's way better than I was giving it credit for. <laughs> yeah. And I feel I feel a little bit bad. So I'm sorry if you're someone who I said <laughs> that you were a mouth beating mutant <laughs> because you like these movies. I apologize. You were right and I was wrong. You know what though? It's like Vin Diesel says. Yeah. You gotta live your life one quarter mile at a time. Oh Jesus Christ. Um so I hope I do legitimately now hope that eight is good because I'm now a little bit invested in this series. Right. So I really hope that works out. Um hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to episode sixty two. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe, and download. Yeah. And check out the Patreon. Maybe you don't want to support it, maybe you do, maybe you just want to tell your friends about it, but check it out. It, the Patreon really helps us do what we do. And we are so excited we're bringing you new shows when they come out. Share them with your friends and build the hype. Please. Yes, please. And also, one last uh, thought before we close up. I would just like to give a shout out to our man, uh, James Harris. What's up, James? Thoughts we're, we're, and prayers and love for James Harris. Yes, much love for you. And uh, hoping everything, you know, we're, we're here for you. We're thinking yeah. about you. If you haven't listened to that episode where we talked to James, please do. Yeah, it's uh, episode it's, 60. It's magical. Um, James is great. Uh, and we're really thinking about you, and we hope that you uh, and your family um, feel the love that people have for you. Yeah. Okay. So right. that's it. Episode 62 finished. Boom. Smoke.